I have a bit of bad news. It seems that your country has suspended all traveling privileges on passports that have been issued by your government, and our State Department has revoked a visa that was going to allow you to enter the United States. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, while you were in the air, there was a military coup in your country. Now most of dead members... Uh, what dead the hell is this? This is the members, worst thing in the world. members of the Presidential Guard. They were attacked in the middle of the night. They got it all on GHN. There were very few civilian casualties, so I'm sure your family is fine. Uh, but no more Kokosia. New government... Revolution. So all the flights in your country have been suspended indefinitely, and the new government has sealed all borders, which means your passport and visa are no longer valid. So currently, you are a citizen of nowhere. Even if we could get you new papers, we couldn't process them until the United States recognizes your country's new diplomatic reclassification. You don't qualify for asylum, refugee status, temporary protective status, humanitarian parole, non-immigrant work travel visa. You are, at this time, simply podcastable. That that was terrible. Wait, first off. You did the whole Stanley Tucci <laughs> monologue just for the last word of your podcastable? That is correct. Oh, that, I see why you and John are friends, because that is the worst. Like, that's that's, that's worst. some bullshit. Right? Like, that is the worst. I mean, he his segue is up, worse. I interrupted him. He didn't stop. Because it was so long. It was this so is, long. When people start <laughs> a podcast, take another, when people another start a podcast it, they, yeah. they turn it off if they don't like what they hear. You know, you want to draw someone in. I'm a journalist. You know, you write a lead to sure. hook someone. Uh, what he did was the opposite. Shit. Oh, guys, we had a problem with recording. Griffin, do the whole thing again. Yeah, sure. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Is this real? No. Yeah. I'm fucking around. Thank God. <laughs> Welcome to Blank Check with Griffin and David. My name is Griffin. I'm David Sims. This podcast is about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career. They're given a series of blank checks mm. to make whatever crazy projects they want. Mm. Sometimes those checks clear, sometimes they bounce, baby. Yes. Uh, and today we're doing uh, part of our miniseries, Pop Me If You Cast. The films of Steven Spielberg, the DreamWorks years. Arguably That's right. the biggest blank check ever. Man founded his own studio just to make whatever Man he wanted. Man built his own airport terminal. He did. To make a movie. He did. Wow. Uh, and uh, that was a line from the very quotable film, The Terminal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I understand that there's not a good line in the terminal. Correct. Um, like, there's not really a lot of hot lines. No, he's, the... he has one. He has one. Kokosia. Yeah, that's the big one. Kokosia. Kokosia. What are you called? Pokasia. <laughs> I mean, no, no. You know what? There is Catherine Zeta-Jones yelling, get away from me. I'm sick. Oh, yeah. That does stick in my memory. I mean, I feel like the most notable line of dialogue in the movie is also my least favorite line in the movie. So I didn't want to use that. Which is? Which is... Uh, why would a woman like you get any man she wants go for a man like Victor Navorsky? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then she goes, that's something a man like you could never understand. I could have done that with podcasts. Boo. I'm going to introduce our guest. We're very excited to have him on because it's been a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. We've been trying. Yep. We've been trying. We've not been o- trying hard. Not only were you on the books to be an episode, but we actually promised that you were going to be in an episode. Right. Did and you? then you weren't. Yeah. With True Lies. We thought oh, we were going to have you on was... True Lies, and then our schedules all yeah, uh, it, clashed. It's happening now. But I had a lot of people, like, when we announced it, and we rarely at the end of an episode announce the next guest, because we don't want to call a shot and have it fall through. Mm. But I was so confident we were getting you on. <laughs> we were all so committed to it. And I had a lot of people go, like, oh, that's going to be a good episode. I had I people mean... reach out to me and go, that's exciting. You're having drawn for True Lies. That makes you feel good. Didn't work out. We announced. Our next Macy's, Spielberg, and I message you, and mm-hmm. I go, hey, here's the list. Yep. Pretty much only two movies had been claimed at that point. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much gave you fair reign over the Spielberg filmography and said, 
what jumps out to you? Any of these jump out to you? And you, without hesitation, said, I, I like terminal. You said, <laughs> I, and and once hey, man. Also, not a lot of people are gonna say that. I believe the, you told me that you own the terminal. I own the terminal on DVD. Yeah. Oh, okay, on DVD. You don't own the actual terminal that they built. No, 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 I don't own that because you know he didn't live in like a special terminal. He just lived like by the gate technically. Mm-hmm. He lives right. by an uncompleted gate. Gate sixty-seven. Yes. Yep. Yes. Gate sixty. Was, this, was that supposed to be JFK or LaGuardia? It's supposed to be JFK. It is JFK. supposed to be JFK. Yes. JFK. Okay. But it is modeled on Dusseldorf International Airport. That is like the what Paris it looks one, right? like. Uh, no, no, Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. The Paris one is where the the real, the real story guy was, the real guy. was yes. in Charles de Gaulle. That airport. is correct. Guys, yes. I don't know if you do stories, but I got stuck in an airport on New Year's. Oh, we well, do This stories. sounds like some uh, some comic gold. Guys. Yeah. Stuck so in an airport. Twenty. I was stuck in an airport. Which New airport? Year's 20. Paris. Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle, where the original guy was stuck. Yeah. 2017. I was this year. So this is this, a this hot is, story. This is hot. Okay. Hot and fresh. <laughs> okay. This is a fresh, angry story that's about to go sure. down right now. Okay. Hot and fresh. I probably won't get in trouble, but you know what? So what? Uh, so uh, me and my friends did buddy passes. I won't say we're airline because I got in trouble saying that before. We did buddy passes. The guy checked us in, but gave away our ticket. Like, gave away the seats. Because buddy passes, we didn't know. Every time we were like, oh, can we get on now? He's like, no, just wait. This woman comes on and does one of the best con artist movies ever. <laughs> she, like, has a breakdown. Like, I'm talking uh, about, like, she goes nuts. And she lays on the ground. Then her son, like, who's a little kid, sits down next to her and, like, pats her. The guy's like, oh, no, no, we'll get you and your four other family members on the plane. All of a sudden, the guy turns around. The woman gets up. I, I will never forget. The woman gets up, does, like, a little smile and elbow thing to the little kid. And they're just, like, happy. I'm like, what? With the deuce? Yeah, well, she, she did it. She, she no, did. She, and the thing is, it was such a beautiful move that yeah. I was like, why did I not do this? Would anyone have cared? You're if a I, fucking professional actor. You I, why did I not do it? Should have unloaded. Right. Yo, okay, so, so you get stuck. We get, we get stuck for 26 hours. Ooh, but the beauty buddy. is to get to so our body gate, which was nice and fancy. They had sleep pods. We're like, yeah. this isn't, this is whatever. We're thinking we're going to get another flight, but like, you got to go back out through security to get you know your flights. The airline didn't even give us a flight, okay? We had to go buy somewhere else. But the problem was is that we couldn't check into the flight until three hours before, but now we're not through security. So now we're just in no You're man's land. we just in the lobby. We're just yeah. in the lobby, no yeah. man's land. Right. And we're Americans. So we're like eating Starbucks for dinner. That's all we could get. And a woman mm-hmm. sees us, and it's me and three of my friends. They're both brown people. Uh, and a woman's like, I need to go back to America. Y'all messing up the world. Who is and, this woman? Yo, random woman on the street. Random Speaking woman. English? Speaking English. I mean, she has an accent, but uh-huh. like speaking uh-huh. English. And, like, her, her, her boyfriend is, like, definitely on drugs, and he's, like, just ignore. Other people around, like, just ignore. And she's, like, Americans mess up everything. And then we're, like, you know, things are rough for us. We're scared, too. You know, she's, like, no, especially the brown ones. And I was, like, oh, good. Ah, uh, ah, uh, you got the goat. Uh, I was going to uh, say, because she gave herself a little wiggle room by saying Americans are I messing did, up everything. Exactly. And then like, she was, like, no, 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 no gray not area. That, not that. No gray I li- dislike every element of who you yep. are. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, we were stuck, like, sleeping in, like, we were in, like, the, the project version of the airport because we took, like, the little, uh, uh... You, you were taking, you were in a bad... Yeah, we were in a bad part. We so like we're trying to go to sleep. Terminal, I felt like terminal. him. Yeah. You know, uh, the airline gave us, like, a toothbrush and a um, disinfectant wipe to wipe your underarms. Oh, and I'm like, oh, man, I feel, oh, this feels like trash. I remember going to sleep and waking up, and there was an old man who had been circling, like, the area, and I wake up, and he's just looking. <laughs> just look, because it's me. My friend, she sleep. My other friend just went to sleep immediately. So he's knocked out. I hate those people who just like, go right just, to sleep. Just right yeah. to sleep immediately. Hate that. And I'm just up and the dude is just staring. And I'm like, I don't know if he wants to rob or <laughs> kill me you. or yeah. eat me. Yeah. 
And then he walked away and, dude, every 10 minutes, circling. so walk around just circling. Woo, guys, I feel, I feel, okay. So you feel like Victor Navorsky. I feel for Victor in this, yeah. man. Victor Navorsky. I already feel. Krakosia. 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 Our, yeah. our guest is Jerome Milligan. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, sorry. Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. Yes, one of the hosts of Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. The third and final. The third. We did it. We've gotten. We, we, wait, yeah, hey, James and Bray? Yeah, we yeah. got the set now. Oh, perfect. We got all three of you guys. Bray perfect. did the Star Wars cartoon show, and James did After Earth. Ugh. After Earth was rough. Ugh. Can it's I a ask rough you, movie. Is After Earth a good movie, though? Don't you do this. <laughs> the thing is, like, it's just one question. Is After Earth a good movie? The thing is, I want Will Smith, guys, to just be great again. Yeah. Like, make Will Smith great again. Yeah, that would be great. And yeah, it's just. Did you hear what he's working on next? Uh, oh. We were, we were talking oh, about oh, it. Oh, the fucking Dumbo. Tim Burton Dumbo movie? Dumbo. What the fuck? But do you know who else they announced is going to be in it? Who? Tom Hanks. No. Tom Hanks is going to be the villain, and Will Smith is going to be the hero, and neither of them are Dumbo. They're both Yo. apparently playing humans in the movie. Well, Yo. is Dumbo going to be like a CGI elephant or who, something? Yeah, I guess, be. who doesn't talk. Yeah. And so the humans, it's like, God, let's not do this, guys. Yeah, we shouldn't like, do this. Like, like, why, like, and my thing is, like, first off, we know Dumbo has the crows. Are the crows going to be in? It's like so many questions I have about yeah. Dumbo. Yeah. You can't have the crows. You, you can't gotta have, lose the crows. You, right? can't, you can't have the crows. But no. the thing is, the crows song is so entertaining. Like, there's it's, so many Disney movies I look back on yeah. now, like, Hmm. How did that go? How did I well, miss this? Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. How did yes. we miss? How did I miss that? Yeah. Man, we don't know. I was like, I watched Bambi with a, like a five year old and a two year old like yeah. a little while ago, and they're just like they're just chill watching Bambi, and I'm like I'm all like close Ugh. to tears. I'm like, how are they? You know, how do you man, like you just watch a movie? Man, I watched Lady in the Tramp recently, and one of my friends, um, I haven't seen this. She, she's an Asian actress, and she was like, wait till we get cats, to it, yeah. and I didn't. Dude, I didn't think about it. She yeah. like, wait till we get to these cats. And I was like, what cats? <laughs> the cats come up and I'm like, oh. You're like, this is a movie about dogs? I'm like, yeah, no cats in this. <laughs> the cats come in and I'm like, oh, oh. They, the cats got the, they put teeth on them. I'm like, oh, this yeah. isn't good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, whoo. Childhood, y'all. Childhood. Yeah, also, weirdly <laughs> aggro line, we are Siamese if you please. We are Siamese if you don't please. Yeah, I was like, what is this? That's a weird thing to say. And the cats are literally like sliding across the carpet of snakes. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, and it doesn't have any uh, plot importance. Nope. No. To uh, Lady in the Tread. They were just like, now we'll have some Siamese cats. <laughs> yeah. Nope. They uh, don't play that in Kokosia. And their song will they be- They don't play that they shit. Play that shit, shit in Kokosia ain't going down. <laughs> All right. It's not in the Kokosia edit. So, so just put this in Spielberg context. Sure. He's just made, he just did his Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, Great. 2002. Great. Right. Great. He takes a year off. Yeah. And he announces, I'm making like a, a, a broad kind of heartwarming comedy with my man Tom Hanks. Sure. Getting him back in, mm-hmm. which was this. This is not on its face a very Spielbergy movie. Certainly in no, sort not of really. scale. No, it's not one of those movies where you can imagine there's like a, a fifteen or twenty million dollar version of this movie. Sure, or even like a thirty five. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. directed by like Sean Levy. You yeah. Know? yeah, totally, exactly. And and stars like fucking whoever. It's very easy to imagine like a Robin Williams, Christopher Columbus version. Jim Carrey, of this movie. anyone. You can yeah. imagine right. any comedy A lister or you know yeah. right. B plus lister. But, but suddenly it's. You know, a Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg movie, the budget gets much bigger. It becomes like a middle of summer event film. Sure. Yeah. One of the last times that like a mild mannered comedy was like submitted as like a summer blockbuster. And it's like a rom-com if you yeah. think about it. It's sort of kind a rom-com, of. but then it turns of. out like not to be. It's a deep. You know what it is? It's like, you, this is the thing I think people forget that you can do. I hate to say, rom-com has taken on like this like, like uh, rom-com thing. You can like really have some weight Yes. To a romantic comedy. Like, there's yes, like moments that are like very heavy in this movie, but not too heavy that you're like, oh, God, I need some napkins, I'm crying. 
But it's, you know, it is legit. Like, he has a love interest. Yeah. Like, there's a secondary love story in it. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it's almost a plot point that she disappears for, like, 20 minutes of the film at a time. Yes. It's, right. it's very spaced yes. out. It's sort of like one-fourth of the movie is very focused on that. But, at this but it's not a continuous fourth. At yeah. this point, Catherine Zeta-Jones has just won an Oscar. You I know. think this is her direct follow-up to No, because she Intolerable Cruelty. 2003. Oh, correct. Um, correct. And Ocean's 13 comes out. Or Ocean's 12 comes Ocean's out 2004. Yeah, right. That's Four. That comes out after this. Yeah. yeah. She had a good run, man. Where is Catherine? Okay, Jones? can we... She, this is the end. Yeah, can we pull up her filmography quickly? Because I, I was looking last night. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie very late in a bout of insomnia. And uh, then like was like, I gotta figure out Catherine Zeta-Jones' career. Because I remember... What she did was she stopped making movies. Yeah. She decided to stop. Oh, and she then wanted she couldn't to. come back. Yeah. Well, I know one big thing that happened she had was kids, yeah. she had kids and she also was fighting with bipolar disorder. Yeah. Oh, okay. She publicly I didn't know came that. out as a sufferer of bipolar disorder. Yeah. And like there was when did Michael Douglas get cancer? You know, like Oh, he battled cancer there, too. There was, yeah. when was there that? was a really tumultuous family period that right. I think was like on either side of that. Right. She I think checked herself into treatment for a while. I vaguely remember cancer, that too. Yeah. He got cancer, then he said he got cancer because he ate her out too much. First off, I remember Which, that. Which, like, and literally, like, he said that on, like, a red carpet. I was right. like, bruh, first off, I respect you for going down on your lady. <laughs> hey, three because, cheers. Okay, three cheers for going down on your lady, but, but she just tainted it by saying, yeah, yeah right, why is this where that's yeah. being discussed? But yeah. also, with, like, and my thing is, even if it wasn't her specifically, it's like, oh, I probably ate too many vaginas when I was younger. It's like, yeah. bruh, are we low-key bragging? <laughs> or like, right, right. What are we Look, doing? I get when you have cancer, you want to... You know, you know, God closes the door, he opens the window. Like, yeah, you want right. to find a silver lining true, somewhere, true, right? You know, so maybe like that was his his joke, his attempt. It. But you know, the weird wrinkle is, I found out he he, he had more than one weird wrinkle. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's a reference to he, his age. I'm trying to remember the, what the two were, but he misrepresented which form of cancer he had. Yeah, oh. right, right, right. He said he had like jaw cancer when he actually had tongue cancer or something. The cancer he <laughs> had, if cancer. the surgery was botched, he never would have been able to talk again. Oh. But he didn't want to make that public because he didn't want to not be insurable as an actor. So he uh. pretended it was a different type of cancer and came up with a reason why he got that type of cancer, which was like Too HPV cunnilingus. Yeah. yeah. All right. And look. then it turned out the whole thing was All right, Okay, okay. So okay. here's Catherine Zeta-Jones. I'm going to run through her career for you guys real fast. It's because it's insane. Please. So Catherine Zeta-Jones, she's a Welsh actress. She's right. in The Darling Buds of May. She's like some semi-well-known in Britain is like a, you know, a young ingenue. But isn't really taken seriously as an actor. No, she's in a it's movie called ser- Blue Juice with right. Ian McGregor that is worth seeing because it is bonkers. Uh, but yeah. But Blue mostly Juice. she's cast in like Blue sex Juice, pot surfing roles. Movie. And she isn't Well, she's getting... sex pot in yeah. Phantom. She's sex pot in Blue Juice. Well, which is a tough part of being like, even yes. more and more now, like, you know, women's rights is like when you actually think about it, right? If you're a beautiful actress in Hollywood, you will only get hot woman roles until like someone decides one day. Right. It's like, you, you have what? some breakout where it's quote unquote serious performance yeah. or yeah. whatever. And then the thing you have to like, but the thing about that is like usually it's like think about Margot Robbie right now. She's playing like right. uh uh what is it, Tony Harden? It's like right. she has on like the like the the fat suit and stuff. Like that makes it real. And like you telling me like a pretty woman can't go through like some real shit. Like right. she has to. I don't know. Well, I feel it's like the, you look the at the de-glam like, is what yes. you're talking about. But that's the, uh, so yeah. unnecessary. You look at someone I don't like I, I think Michelle Pfeiffer had a run in the 80s and 90s where she was one of the most beautiful women alive, but played real human beings. Yeah, Man. that's that's no it. No one's ever going to beat Michelle. But Pfeiffer. you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't uglier her up. They didn't have to like de-glam her to make her like a serious woman. No. It was just like here's a, a movie where she's playing a person, and that person happens to be as attractive as Michelle Pfeiffer. And the thing about that is so interesting is like that. It's 2017. Right. Right. And we're still talking about the same thing. And I know, I know we're no, three it's dudes. No, it's true, though. It's yeah. true. And so it's tough, but it's like, yeah, man, like all my friends who are actresses and they're like, 
you know, I got to do this role. And like, I'm looking at the role and it's like, oh, there's a sex scene in this? Why? Right. Why is there a sex scene in this movie? Like, what? I also, I look at this movie. I mean, I think this is a relevant conversation because this movie, I think, is, is sort of victim to that where like Catherine Zeta-Jones is fresh off an Oscar and she gets to make like a Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg movie. Like, there's the brass ring. Like, that's Fair. what you want to win an Oscar Fair. for. And her role is entirely just about who she dates. Absolutely. It's the whole I mean, thing. Yeah. Her role. Is she's bad her performance is not good, in my opinion, but her role is is the, the disaster she at the center of any, this movie. She doesn't yeah. get anything no. to do because, like, I'm she not saying doesn't, it's all her fault. Yeah. She's no, no, no. She's I, not yeah. needed because that character, they were like, oh, let's just have someone for him to, like, gawk at and, like, yeah. fall in love with Because kinda. their whole idea was, like, I think, like, it's the, it's this terminal, so it'll be this, like, organic world, and there'll right. be all these little storylines we can do. Yeah. And then their solution, or, like, how it ended up is, like, we kind of did a quarter of each storyline. Like, right. yeah, we gave yeah. like a little bit. You know, we had like a dollar and we split it it's ten ways. It's a very ways. episodic movie. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but none of the, you're not like, oh, Diego Luna and Zoe Saldana, they yeah. figured it out. Those guys really well, have a connection. I it's, got questions about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's that. build up to that right, one. Okay, but so Catherine here's her career. Because right. I didn't even do her career yet. Right. right. She's doing UK films, UK films, UK films. Sure, sure. And Phantom, then the Phantom, 96, small part. 98, she makes the mask of Zorro. Huge. Huge. No, huge. No. Welsh like, actress playing a Spanish maiden, sure. uh, but she, wait, is she, she not? Is she, she's Welsh. She's from the it's crazy. The, the I always country think, of Wales. In wait, Britain. wait, she she knows she's got to be from like a hundred percent, a hundred percent Welsh. She's a Welsh lady, and like if you hear Both her, her I think it's Welsh, and then her father's Irish. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, that's correct. No, other way around. Father Welsh, mother Irish, yeah. Catholic. Yeah, no, guys. I, I, I always she's, think she's got some Spanish. In she's here. from Mumbles, which is a town in Wales. Yes, yeah. guys, there's a town in Wales called Mumbles. If you hear her talk, she has like a, a thick Welsh accent. It's sanded down a little bit these days, but you know she's Wait, got she's what not the English Latina at all. No, no. that's crazy, right? Mm-mm. Crazy, we're talk, huh? We're talking about we're talking about Zorro, like Zorro, Zorro yeah, right. which yeah. takes place in where she plays Elena Montero. She wait. She's, no. Yeah, man. She's not Latina at all. Not one 0%. bit. Neither is Anthony Hopkins, by the way. Right. <laughs> I spent a lot of time. Also Welsh, by the way. Anthony Hopkins. I spent a lot of time on the on the Zorro Wikipedia page last <laughs> yeah, night. Man. And they cast originally Sean Connery to play the Anthony Hopkins role. Makes sense. And then the producer, Steven Spielberg was one of the producers on mm-hmm. the movie. That was an Amblin mm-hmm. picture. Announced they were like, okay, I know we cast a Scottish man first, but I promise you every other actor in the film is going to be Spanish. Right. Right. And then it was like Banderas and then a Welsh woman. Like they end up casting but two Welsh look, people. Look, I mean, yeah. look, she's great in the movie. She's great. She's great in the movie. No one would have ever like seen that movie and thought no. like, oh, that's a white lady. You know, no. that's a Welsh lady. She they fit. think she's Spanish. She, like I, they think she's like Antonio I Banderas. I thought that until right now. <laughs> and, and here's Elena a, Montero. Here's a point I'd like to make about that performance. Mm. Wow. One of the rare instances where someone becomes a movie star from the trailer. Mm. Like I feel like they True. have the moment in the trailer where they're fencing, and then he does the scene in her dress, and she goes like this. And that moment was, like, so iconic, and everyone knew her name. Like, before seeing the movie. They knew her name because they put her name in the trailer, and it's a heck of a name. It's a heck of a name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Catherine Zeta-Jones is a good name. It's a heck of a name. She's got a heck of a face, and that moment was funny. And it actually made her powerful. The fact that she was fencing with him and was not scared. For sure. It's a great, I mean, it's a great role. It's a great movie. But then her next movie is Entrapment. Like, goes straight from Zorro to Entrapment. Right, which is just more of a, like, Yo, check out how hot Catherine Tita Jones is. That's a movie where, like, the trailer, like, everyone knew the fucking thing with her going under under the lasers. Mm -hmm. She's above the title with Sean Connery. It was like, it took her two American movies, and she was already, like, a name. And that movie's a solid hit. Also, that year, she has The Haunting, which is a terrible movie. Right. But she is in it. Uh, And that's a DreamWorks movie. mm, Is that Haunting? Because Spielberg, apparently, was the one who, he saw her in the Titanic miniseries. He produced Zorro. 
uh, Martin Campbell, who directed uh, Zorro, was going to cast one of the women from Goldeneye. I forget who. Not Famke Janssen. Isabella Scorpio. Oh, yes. Isabella. He was going to cast her. And then Spielberg was like, no, 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 check out this Catherine Zeta-Jones. So Spielberg was kind of the one pushing her. He cast her in Zorro. Yeah. You know, I mean, he whatever. put her in the You need someone to have you back. I mean, yeah. that's kind of how this world works. A hundred percent. Someone, someone yeah. a big shot likes you. Um, Not to say that she's not talented. Very she's talented. Great in High Fidelity the next year oh, where she, she plays someone who's full yeah. of shit, which I think she's really good at. That like, was a great role. Uh, and then that year she also has Traffic, which is, you know, the beginning of her like, oh, serious actress, Catherine like, Zeta-Jones. That's Jones. crazy. That's like her third year of being an American star. Mm-hmm. She's doing High Fidelity and Traffic. In both right. films, she's playing like good supporting roles. Yeah, and solid everyone's supporting like, roles. Oh, we all know Catherine Zeta-Jones. Now let her show us her range. Sure. Yeah. And it was like her career was like a fucking rocket. Yeah. Like yeah. so fast before she got into like, I'm already redefining what the Catherine Zeta-Jones okay. persona is. Then 01, America's Sweethearts. Whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Made not, some money. Yeah, right. no, no one remembers that movie. O2 Chicago wins an Oscar. Wow, I mean, that, dude. Shows off. She can sing and dance. Five you know. years after her Bruh. Zorro debut. I right. remember that she movie. She wins the Oscar. So... She was pregnant. Like, yep. you know, she was like a, a, a sweetheart when she won right. the Oscar. Yeah. You know, everyone liked, you know, she was like yeah. so happy. And, and we take like, out the know. big rubber stamp and we go, movie star. Here she yeah. is, officially anointed yeah. movie star. O3, there's, well, there's the Sinbad cartoon but forgetting right. that uh, no, three in, that. intolerable cruelty which mm-hmm. i think she's not bad in i think she's very good i'm a big fan of that movie i don't think she's why it's good but she's fine is that the george Clooney one too yeah, yeah. okay I like the coen brothers movie yeah. uh but it's a if it's a relative flop uh-huh. uh this year she's got the terminal in oceans 12 right neither of which pop now i remember that she publicly fires her agent before these two movies come out because yeah. she said that he didn't capitalize on her oscar enough he probably but it's didn't. Like, but on the other hand, you're in a Spielberg movie and you're in an Ocean. Coen sequel. Brothers movie or in the another Soderbergh yeah, movie. The thing is, like, right. all of those things on paper seemed great, but it's none like, of them worked for her. Yeah, but but the thing is, like you, but that's one of those things that actors yeah. like you don't know. You don't know. It's like because Ocean's the first one was so big. Right. No, I mean it all makes no logical one knew sense. the sequel right. was going to be why what it was. Why don't right. you do a Spielberg, Spielberg movie? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Oh five, she makes the Legend of Zorro, which is a disaster. Right, the sequel to Zorro, which really they should bad. Never movie. have done. No. It. Never should have made it. it. She, she has it. nothing to do in it because right. she's just married with a kid. Like, the kid has the... more to do than she does. Yeah, that yeah, movie. True. That movie makes like every mistake a sequel make. Yeah. could yeah. make. You know, it yeah. really does. Takes a break. In 07, No Reservation comes out. No Reservations, which I think had been filmed a while back. Yeah. The cooking movie with Aaron Eckhart. Oh yeah, but that's even that's a fucking two year break. Yeah, not on screens, and that's her last like big studio. Well, there's above also the title let's movie. not forget Death Defying Acts. What that, is that? I repeat, that's her it's last the Harry big Houdini movie. Studio. <laughs> I gotta look that one above up. the title uh, with movie. Guy Pierce, and then in Barely o- was released here. Saoirse yeah. Ronan's first movie in '09. There's that movie, The Rebound, in which the plot is she fucks Justin Bartha. Yep. Uh, and then in 12... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, what? man. I mean, you know, another no one that... to Justin Bartha, but what movie you, is this? Well, you know what that movie is. Uh, go ahead. That movie is directed by Burt Frenlich, yes. who is Julianne Moore's husband, yep. is much younger than her, was a director... So it's just him talking about uh, his relationship with Julianne Moore? When he was in his 20s and he got to fuck and then eventually marry one of the most beautiful, uh, You know, uh, good for him. Earth. Glad he got to not only do that, but then make a movie right. about it. Right, who needs to hear that story? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you want t- us to applaud you more? 2012, she's in Rock of Ages, right. you know, sort of a small role. I guess she's fine. Not yeah. a, I mean, that movie's yeah, awful. Movies. But look at that gap of years where yeah, she's not I really know. doing I mean, anything. I mean, I'm forgetting, like, Lave the Favorite. That barely came That's out. Thing, Broken City, that right. was sort of forgotten. Who the fuck is this shit? She's, 
in side effects, she's bad. I like, think she's good in side effects. No, she's horrible. I think she's I've never seen effects. side effects. Good movie, but she's I dig it. terrible. Yeah. Oh, she's in Red 2? Yeah. I've, I've seen one of her movies we skipped over. Yeah. Which one? Playing for Keeps. Oh, oh. Playing for Keeps with Jerome. Why have you seen that movie? Guys, listen, this is the thing. I That's not a real movie. I secretly, my, my, my Jessica movie. Jessica Biel, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, my, movie, my movie love is goes on random tangents. So like I was sure. start off as an action hero, like action kind of guy. Now I'm like big on happy romantic kind of movies. And I'm like, you know what? Need a little joy in life. But then I watch <laughs> some of these movies and I'm like, Oh God, life is so sad. It's not From joyful. The, the director of uh, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, playing oh, Gabriel, for right? Lucino. That's the soccer movie. Uh, I don't think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Gerard yes. Butler yeah. plays Butler. a Scottish soccer player. Yeah. Uh, who's a has been. But that's her career. That's is like, her career. Yeah. This year, she appeared in Dad's Army, which will probably never come out here. Yeah. But it was a British uh, homage to a sitcom, and that's yeah. You know, it's like she's such a good actor. Like, where are these like, roles? She, she did the well, stage. Give her credit. So she fast. won a Tony uh, on stage oh, in um, Little, Night uh, Little Night Music, which yeah. she was god awful in. She gave one yeah. of the most hilariously bad performances I've ever seen in yeah. the Tony Awards, and then won the Tony, and everyone was like, "What?" You know, like that one. That's the one where she goes, "There ought to be." Clowns. When she sings Send in the Clowns. You remember? Yeah. No, I never no, I saw don't that. Remember I that believe you. Yeah. Uh, she's due for a comeback. Yo, she is. And she's actually maybe, a good maybe. actress. She, she is. It's she tough. can she be can a good be. actress. It she might can be. But, a very good I mean, but the thing about that is, like, we've all seen movies where, like, ugh, that wasn't the best. Like, yeah. I mean, I freaking love Meryl Streep, and I love Daniel Day-Lewis, but what was that movie, 13? When he nine. was singing nine. nine, and I was oh, like, yes. he gave that four more, four numbers than yeah. he like, needed. Yeah. I'm looking at nine. nine like, I give it about a two. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, Daniel Day Lewis is the legend, and it's yeah. like, hey, we all have a bad. I think stretch. Everyone involved with nine could probably would probably be like, you know what? Maybe if I could go back yeah. in time, could yeah. take nine off. Can we the take old a resume. mulligan on that one? I just posted on Facebook the other day. I was like, hey. Everyone forgets that Daniel Day Lewis did a musical. He did a yeah. musical. He, he sang. Musical. It's really he weird. Kind of dance. His voice is good. Voice he is doesn't not bad at fit all. that role well at all. Weird choice for the role. Although yeah. I could see where they're going. I mean, the problem with that movie is the director, not yes. Daniel Day Lewis. But the whole thing was odd. Yeah. Uh, but it did happen, and it did get four Oscar nominations. Yes, it got mm-hmm. four. Yeah, including Best Supporting Actress, which everyone forgets. Yep. So here are a few other interesting career things in this movie. Okay before we start talking about the plot. One is that this is one of the last, like, fully DreamWorks Spielberg Yes, it is, right. After this, he starts... Uh, they start becoming know, partnerships with other and studios, stuff, yeah. and then DreamWorks itself starts becoming a little shingle we, under we, other which studios. Which we talk about. We'll talk in other about, episodes. You know, but yeah. this is maybe the last full force mm-hmm. DreamWorks fully financed Spielberg movie. Uh, the other thing is, uh, Tom Hanks was coming off of a run of, like, seven consecutive... $100 million plus grocers. You want me to run it down for you? Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you take out that thing you do, which he directed but only had a small I'm part not, in. I'm not going to involve that one. If you go take that out and go only starring roles, I think the run becomes like 12. It's what? Here's the run. Forrest Gump, 94. Apollo 13, 95. Toy Story, 95. Let's forget that thing you do. Saving Private Ryan, 98. You've got Mail, 98. Toy Story 2, 99. The Green Mile, 99. Castaway, 2000. Road to Perdition. Just sneaks over 100. Just Tiptoes to 2002, 100. Catch Me If You Can, 2002. Now you're wrong because the Lady Killers comes out this, this year. year. I'm saying this but year, I understand what you're saying. Falls. Wait, so those are 10? First off, yeah, 10. That was 10. Yo, first off, those movies. And they're all are pretty famous great. movies. Yes. Yeah. Movies. Yes. Yeah. How do you. How do you pick? Yeah. Like, how do you know on paper? Eh, yeah. Hanks is good, man. Because some of those are weird choices. Castaway yeah. could have been a. Yo, yes. Castaway yeah. could have bombed. Yes. That's very true. Yes. Like, I mean, think about Castaway. Honestly, catch me if you can. If you think about it in retrospect, it's like 
yeah, we knew who Leonardo DiCaprio was, but Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't the Leo that like yeah. he did. You know, you know, he he did was eating Gilbert Grape, so he got that Oscar nom. But it's like he wasn't like that was coming off of the beach. Yeah, like he like was everyone not, said, is he washed up? Yeah. yeah. Like who? How do you pick that? And Hank's also taking a supporting role as like the fucking fun killer in that movie. We just talked. About we just talked about it. Now I also want to mention if you go before Forrest Gump, yeah. Philadelphia doesn't make a hundred mil, but you know, he wins I mean, an Philadelphia Oscar. is freaking. Yeah. It, you know, wins an Oscar, wins it does right. well, and before right. that is Sleepless in Seattle, and before that is a League of Their Own. Right. So it's really who like from how? the whole nineties, he basically ran the table. Right? How? Like and, how do you pick? That is Tons, great. Man. And then 2004, it collapses. The, the record. The Lady just like, Killers yeah. comes out and is a is a flat out bomb. Like, yes. I mean, it, for Coen Brothers, the Coen Brothers. 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 For he a Coen Brothers, Brothers movie, movie and a Spielberg movie, and that's the year that ends the run. He's really good in the Lady Killers. He's he really is. funny. He is. It's he an is. odd really movie, but uh, yeah. it is an interesting. Well, one. the movie is weird because, like, you know, the Coen Brothers has it's this the thing only where, like, movie the Coen Brothers made that has black people. I was about to say. I was about to say it was the only movie they ever had black people with, like, multiple. I mean, there are like black people in Coen Brothers movies, but it's the only one I can think of like more than one. Only one part of the cast. Yeah, the only one yes. that really like me and John talk about this all the time. We always talk about uh which is still one of my favorite movies, so I'm like yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> going with George Clooney and it's uh it is like um I'm not gonna uh, Subject ah. Entertainer is an intolerable cruelty. Uh, is he? Nail your yeah. ass. Nail he your is. ass. That's all he's he funny. says is he's gonna nail your ass. He's funny. I'm gonna nail he's, your he's, ass. he's really funny. I always yeah. think about um You think about Oh Brother Where Art Brother Art with Robert Johnson. Yes, and it's like it's like we're like, oh, they show like the 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 chain gang and it's all people of color and then just the three white dudes and we're like ah, ah and they're the ones yeah. who escape and, and they, they don't even get, get shot and they don't want to get out that's where the camera stops right and Look, the camera stops right it does like, moving uh, past all all the black yeah, people right. like, oh, there they go yeah. but like when you watch Lady Killers it's like it is it's a lot of things wrong Marlon Wayne's character very is strange. wrong is a disaster very it's strange. just wrong like, that's, that's the biggest problem with that movie it is wrong it's, uh, although Zima's character is a problem too I mean oh, that movie's yeah. weird yeah. the thing is think about this like movie. I think Irma P. Hall's very funny very yeah. Good. Yeah. but it's tricky because yeah. it's like even now like there are roles that like I have said no to that some yes. of my friends have done and it's like who am I you know what I'm saying like who am I but it's like imagine being Marlon Wayans here like Tom Hanks like yeah, I think it's, it's the one Coen of those things. Coen like, brothers. You know, and you it's like, yeah, the Coen it? brothers come to you and you're like, wow, these guys know what they're doing, right? It'll, they'll make it work. Yeah, like maybe it, on the page it looks weird. If I don't it know. It seems like, offensive to me. I must be misinterpreting it. Yeah. I trust these guys. They've never gotten a bad Marlon performance. Marlon Wayans is a funny guy, though. Because like he's yeah. given some great performances. Yeah, he's given yeah. some bad performances. Yeah. 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 But, it's, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. how do you say no to that? Like there's there's yeah. like there's a bit that I said no to like now I kind of regret, but I'm like, I I don't really, because I'm like. I won't play no thug anymore. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, God. But, but yeah, yeah, good run. Damn. Tom really Hanks. good run. But yeah, this is the, yeah, this is the end of the run. I mean, after this, it's ups and downs. You know, yeah. he makes these two movies. Uh, they both bomb. Then Polar Express comes out the end of that year, which does weirdly well. Then he doesn't yeah. make a movie in 05. Then he does Da Vinci Code in 06. And from that point out, the Tom Hanks run is like over. It's weird. Like he stops being just like, Tom Hanks. Yeah, now he All becomes American Tom Hero. Hanks in this character movie. actor who right. also makes the Da Vinci Code movies or whatever. Right. You know, like who will make some blockbusters, yeah. but, but not too many. Yeah. It's weird because Da Vinci Code, the first one did well because it was like the first one. It was huge. Yeah. And then, one does okay. Yeah, I mean, they do well because they made what, three or four of them now, right? Yeah, made the, third three, one the third one was three. a huge disaster. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, even was it Captain Phillips did well? Huge he got an well. Oscar nomination for yeah. Captain Phillips. He didn't. He didn't. That was the big thing. It was rude. Well, he got to go. He got something, didn't he? Got a sad. No, he got he got you know some precursors. He got them precursors. All right, All right. we're getting off track. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna keep you guys on track. Right. Okay. The terminal. 
Uh, so you wanted to note that it's the last DreamWorks movie. Was there yes. anything else you wanted to note there? It's written by Jeff Nathanson, who wrote Catch Me If You Can, right. along okay. with Sasha Gervasi, who's in whatever. And like a lot of the films that we've uh, talked about in this miniseries, Spielberg was like acquiring stories or source material or spec scripts for DreamWorks, and then would just keep them around and be like, eh, do I want someone else to direct this? Do sure, I want to sure. direct right, this? Right, right. And at one point, sort of batted around. There's a real story of a guy who was Iran, stuck in Charles Cam- de Gaulle. Yes. I believe he's still there to this day. No, no, no. no, no. He, was, he, he, he finally got, got out, out in 07. In 07, right, mm-hmm. after the movie comes out. Yeah. Um, but uh, Spielberg paid uh, a quarter of a million dollars to buy his life rights. Mm-hmm. They are not mentioned in this movie. He's though. not mentioned in nope. any way. They didn't mention him in the press. They didn't mention him in the fucking DVD special features, any of that. But they bought the rights. Uh, good. I guess he had two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to spend in an airport. Uh, yeah. Apparently he no. got sick. I read it for some reason. I got so involved with this guy. Yeah, no, he, re- he got sick, and that was what got sick. him out. Yeah, got he out. got sick, so now yeah. he's like in a uh, uh, a train station. Yeah, and like he's basically like near the airport still, yeah. and right. like kind of they described it as like a holding kind of place. And I'm like, yo, this dude still doesn't have a home. It's a sad Since '88. It's a sad situation. But but yeah, they uh, very loosely inspired by that. Sure. And they sort of take this, a bunch of writers, uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Nichol, who wrote uh, The Truman Show, yep. Sasha Gervaisi, who later He's... did Anvil, the documentary. I don't like Sasha Gervaisi. I don't either. Um, but it was, I remember it was initially announced that Nichol was writing it. Right. And I was like, oh, Andrew Nichol. He likes to play around with like mm. modern sort of dystopic ideas. Right. The, oh, a man trapped in an airport. Like, right. yeah, you yeah. could do a lot with this. From the director of Gattaca, it's like yeah, there's a lot you of know, potential. Oh, there's yeah, some yeah. weird yeah. kind of like, you know, what is the state? You know, right. what is a country? In Truman Show, you get into like, you know, this artificial life, this artificial like uh, right. civilization. Yes, exactly. Yes. But then I think where yeah. Spielberg and Nathanson and people decide to go with is like, no, we want to make this sort of like high concept comic sort of thing, like, you know, almost like an old Chaplin movie or a Jacques Tati movie. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. it's sort of like very broad and very uh, like uh, global, like, you know, sort of like yeah. a global movie. Sure. The one I kept thinking of, I mean, they say that. You know, the airport's directly modeled after on Playtime, Playtime yes, the Jack the, Jack the movie, and the sort of sense of the urgency and the hustle bustle. Playtime's also largely a silent film. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's, really it's a horseshit. good comparison. The airport uh, set is modeled on airports. It looks yeah, like an right. airport. It looks like an right. airport. Right. That's what it looks like. Uh, it looks like an ordinary airport crazy, with, like, a bookstone yeah. in it. But crazy know? stat. Uh, and a Dean DeLuca, which would never be in an airport. It is a bit of an odd choice yeah. for an airport. Yeah. 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 Um, the, I read this crazy fucking thing where they the, the entire terminal is a built set, which is insane. Right. They, they, the movie's budget the was $60 thing. million. Yeah. Dollars. They took an airport hangar and built a set in it. Right. And that's like almost all of the budget because, right. I mean, the rest is it's wow. a pretty simple movie. I feel like they made back. I, I feel like the budget is lower than it is. Oh, because of sponsorship. Sponsorship. Of they course. must have gotten. You know, all, yeah, you see Starbucks in that thing. You see, yeah. you see Burger, Burger King. King. You know, like, oh, first off, before we get into this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My man goes to Burger King with 75 cents. Yep. Bullshit. Gets a burger and a penny back. I yeah. was trying to remember nope. this. In, no, but I'm interested. In 2004, no. you don't think Burger King had like no. 74 No, I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you how I know. Let me tell you how I know. <laughs> Please tell me. Because I was a Burger Kinger over a McDonald's. Okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I was in high school, I was, high I was school fickle. Point, I was fickle. Yeah. I went between them. I wanted Wendy's. Okay? But I couldn't afford Wendy's because right. Wendy's was 129 right. for a burger. Okay? Right. It's you, the champagne of fast McDonald's, food. The, the champagne was McDonald's, Wendy's. It was a straight buck, right? It was 99 cents. 99 cents. Yeah. yeah, right. Burger King was too, but it had to go down in prices. Burger King was a little bit over. Burger King was like 110. Yeah. Mm. Okay? So you're not, even if you're no. not going with 75 cents and get a penny bag. Okay, Nothing but look, under a dollar. Look, I just got, look, 
in airports, yeah. taxes are weird. Maybe it costs, <laughs> I'm things cost more in Yes, like yes, everything costs you. way more in why, why not just have him give them four quarters? Just give them. It would quarters. make more sense yep. anyway. Why yes, give the penny back? People yeah. buy the that a movie, and then the a burger would cost moment. seventy. It would cost yeah. ninety nine cents. My they man, don't buy that. It costs seventy four. Right. My man went right. there with like five dollars worth of quarters and got a. A, a tray full of food. It's like six yeah. Whoppers. Yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> and a salad. <laughs> you can't get that now, and they yeah. now got discounts. Yeah. Nonsense. Don't do that to me. All right. Well, that's that sort of gets to this <laughs> point, true. which is Spielberg really wanted to make a fantastical you, movie. When's that the last no time grounding. Spielberg bought a, a burger? That's it, Burger King. That's Himself? the real question. Never. You know, he's like George H. W. Bush, like yeah. not knowing how much milk costs right. when oh, he's yeah. like running for president. He's I mean, like, what's a burger? Seventy cents? If this movie was real, okay, they would have had him get a Hershey Sunday pie. From Burger King. Not trying to do a promo, but that damn pie is so good. Okay. If you got an extra dollar, you get in the pie. That's what you're getting. You're getting the pie. Especially if you haven't eaten for that long. You want to treat yourself, you're getting the pie. You're getting that pie. You're getting the pie. I'm back on. I'm back on. I'm back on page. Yeah, I feel like he wanted to make like a Lubitsch movie. Like his idea was like, how do I make this light touch film that exists on like an emotional level? You don't have to really deal with the reality of how the situation would work. But Spielberg. Even when he tries to make something with a light touch, the touch is a little heavy. Like, he's such Agreed. a stylist, and he's, he's too, got yeah. all these weird obsessions. Like, he'll funnel into a moment and burrow into it that isn't just like, oh, this is the moment where this comedy gets a little serious. It's like, this is a moment where I have to think about the reality way too much. Yeah, Dude, he, this movie yeah. is, it's, it's like a, a lot of interesting ideas, and none of them are executed but right, But it's like in my neither opinion. fish nor fowl, because yeah. you go, like, there's a version of this movie that's less intelligent that works better because it's just... Oh, there's a, a high comedy. wacky comedy, yeah. yes. And there's a version of this movie that's actually trying to explain what it's like to be this guy in this situation. And not that it couldn't be funny, but like yeah. really make it work. And yeah. this isn't that either. No. It's, it's tricky because, again, like I picked this movie because I liked it. And it's tricky yeah. because like I like certain things about it. But I totally agree there's a lot happening. And I felt like maybe, I feel like sometimes like you ever meet somebody who's like too smart. Is like their brain is going yes. so fast that of you're course. like, yes, right. Like, so they're hey. just they're saying too many things to you at yeah, once. Yeah, or they're, it's yeah, like, they're yo, going too many you're tangents. Saying, you're saying all the right stuff, all yeah. the right stuff, but you're not saying the one cohesive thing. And I felt like, for instance, there was a good story. Like, like uh, Victor's story was great. Even, even, um, oh my goodness, uh, even Stanley Tucci's character. Yes. At the end of the day, was a guy who was just trying to do his job. My problem, you know? one of my big problems with the movies is Stanley Tucci's character. Because he, again, he's, yeah, he's 80% of the way to the being the right character. Yeah, 80%. But and then like, they, they decide. You need like, a villain. No, he's a villain. He has right. no reason to hate Tom Hanks and he suddenly decides to hate him. But it falls into this Piccolane thing where it's like you could make the movie where you aren't a humanist about it and the guy's just a, a clear cut villain from the beginning. Yeah, and the sure, whole he movie just represents like the state. Yeah. Right. Like, right, yeah, he's right, Principal right. Rooney he's, and fucking Ferris He's just Field. red yeah. tape. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. Or you make the version of the movie where it's like, this is a guy whose hands are tied and he's struggling with this as much as right. Tom Hanks. Yeah. And no. instead they go back and forth and you talking about like dudes who are too smart. That's how I feel about this movie where it's like, yeah. sometimes Spielberg is fully thinking something through at the top of his intelligence. Mm. And certain things in this movie feel like Spielberg shrugging going like, I don't know, I thought it was cute. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, but you can't play dumb Spielberg. Like, yeah. Right. But you, he kind of is. Yeah. But we know you're okay. able to think to think these things through. But like, let me take you through Tucci's arc, please. In this, all right. So please, he's in he... charge of the airport, yeah. but there he has his boss, who's who plays him again. You know, uh, the... Jude Chicacello. No, no, Jude Chicacello is the uh, the contractor. Oh right. Yes. Oh right, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Eddie Jones. Eddie yes. Jones. Right. Um, who was on Lois and Clark? Um, Congratulations. To him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, good That's TV a, show. He was That's a big gig for him. Pocket. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
And so he, I guess, you know, he his boss is retiring, so he kind of wants his boss's job. Right. So I guess the motivation initially is like, he wants to toe the line. He wants to do a good job. Right. Yeah. He keeps this guy in the airport. He publicly humiliates him and is chided for it by his boss, yeah. who says like, you know, come on, man, like you gotta this is a real job, and you, yeah, you got you know the rules are not just the rules. You in gotta, response to right. this, he decides to like enforce the rules more. In, like in, effective, like you know, right. be harsher. Because yeah. Tucci goes like sometimes, uh, you know, I'm just trying to follow the rules, right. and the boss right. is like, the boss literally says like, it's okay, like you can bend the rules. He's like, yes. The job's about people. Yeah. Yeah. You get it? About, you and can learn Tucci, something from him. Who that seems be the to venerate this man, yeah. ignores his boss, right. is meaner to Hanks, gets the job, yes, and then decides to be even meaner to Hanks. Right. Yes. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yes. You expect the scene after the boss to He's be a petty man. Like I mean, you know, you expect the scene after the boss to be him apologizing yes. and instead it's him going to him and going like you fucked me over so now we're right. both stuck in hell together yeah, I will make it my life yes. you're yes. never escaping which makes no sense you want him out yeah. but also it's like how did he fuck him over like he I didn't mean, fuck him like, over what yeah. exactly did he do you yes. know what I'm saying like he's just trying to get out I think it's the mere fact that's so creepy if you think about this in retrospect is like Everyone's watching Victor on these security cams throughout right. the whole sure, right, right. Yeah, they become like fascinated with his like behaviors. his just behavior in yeah. life and my thing is, if you look, you're the you're you're now the power of the airport. Mm-hmm. And if you say this guy can go, he can go, right? You want this guy to go, you can easily escort him out and never have to think about it again. Yes, right, one hundred percent. You trap him in a room that has nothing but like, was it cots and a toilet? Pretty much for no, like you basically put him in jail for yeah. no apparent reason. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, you, yeah, they just decided like, oh man, we don't have we don't have a conflict. Let's no, add that's one. exactly it. Let's but, add one. And like, yes, yes, yeah. that is the problem with this movie and because they what want are you say? they yeah. want some reason for him to not leave. Like yes. they decided, like it makes no sense that Hanks wouldn't just leave. Right. So they need, but like they they did it wrong. They came up with the wrong reasons. Well, the way they do it is like, oh, he's not good at picking up on subtlety. Tucci's trying to give him out. And no, he doesn't do no, no, it. no. But no, but then Hanks resists. Then Hanks right. Victor, no, right. Victor oh, yes. goes. He says, "I'm staying. I'm staying. I want to do it legally because he gets that. Yeah, he, if he leaves, then he's in the hands of immigration or whatever. Yeah. And like his life could be worse. And look, I I would say I cannot think of a modern actor who is better at playing frustration than Stanley Tucci. Uh, Stanley oh, Tucci is great in the movie. He's great. Stanley Tucci is a great actor. Right. He's doing a great job with a, a crappy character. As yeah. written, this is like such a good Stanley Tucci character. But this should not have been a Stanley Tucci character. I think if the whole point of the movie is that there are governments, you know, worldwide mm. global machinations at play that mm. are bigger than anyone in this movie, right? Way mm. above the pay grade of the highest ranking character we see in this movie. Mm-hmm. Why not make the movie like a fucking Tom Hanks Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies type relationship mm. where it's like the Tucci character is a guy who's trying to find a way to get him out and his yeah. hands are tied. Not that he's the antagonist, yeah. but that it's like he's trying to find a loophole and they're working together. Can I throw, can I toss out a, uh, uh, and I love Stanley Tucci, one of my favorite actors. He's but great. I feel like Catherine Zeta-Jones could have had that part. Mm-hmm. I not feel, a bad idea. A little more that aggressive. Is not I feel, a like, bad I feel idea. like if, if Catherine Zeta-Jones would have had that part. And the thing is, now you take out, and I don't think this movie now I'm thinking about it is actually a rom com. Yeah. So I think like they didn't need him to have a love story. Period. No. So no, let's they get did that, not. Let's, let's get that shit. Get out that of here. out of here. Uh, you get know. Of you here. know what? You maybe replace the love story with 
little more talk about jazz before the last <laughs> 15 minutes oh, yeah. where his life's mission is revealed. Yeah. I know. I swear to just layer that in. I and know. they treat it like it's going to be such a drop that like the, the planner's can is like rosebud and the whole movie yeah, you're going Yeah, they, like, they keep going, what's in the can? Right. And he's like, oh, you know, it's uh, Art Kane's famous photo of Harlem jazz musicians from the 50s. Yeah, and that's also pretty sweaty to go like, my dad saw this photo <laughs> and liked the photo so much that he wanted all the autographs. Not... My dad listened to this record and liked the, the musicians so much. Why do you so have much? him overhearing jazz in the airport right. and maybe being like suddenly displaying oh, some well, kind of like awareness wait, or wait, expertise when he, about when he, it? When he, when he does construction, he's always listening to jazz. That's true. That's, That's true. true. He's always listening. That it's is never, true. It's never, never addressed. It's, it's never it's, addressed. I mean, until the end. And yeah. I didn't even think about it until now you're bringing it up. Because I was like, why is always his jazz when he's doing something? I'm like, where is... <laughs> I was like, I, and the thing is, it was one part because I couldn't notice the headphones. I'm like, does he have a boombox we don't know about, or is this playing in the in the in the airport? How does he build that fucking fountain? Also, yo, it's a mosaic. Yeah. No he builds like a subway. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> wall. Yeah. Where did the piece? Yo, listen. Let's, I like it. I don't have answers for you guys. <laughs> let's let's go to the beginning of this movie, okay? Beginning of the movie. Opening's kind of well done. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of hubbub. I mean, it's Spielberg doing a really good job. Let me really tell you my favorite of... things about the movie. Yeah. Opening minute, closing credits. <laughs> Love those credits. <laughs> credits. Yo, end credits are great. In the the autographs. Is, yeah. The thing is, like, when the airport, when it's, like, uh, delayed arriving, I haven't seen an old school, like, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. in an airport. I've seen yeah. them at train stations, and I'm like, first off, this is New York City. Yeah. We don't have this shit. They don't we have We go it. digital, baby. Yeah, we true. go digital before anyone else. Yeah, we go digital. Yeah. I'm going to let that slide, but I'm like, I get what they were going for. <laughs> he I wanted, like, okay. yeah, he wanted yeah. the, the romantic. The Spielberg the touch. Yeah. Spielberg. The whimsy of Victor, the clacking. Yeah. Victor Navorsky arrives in JFK. Yeah. Passport gets declined. Kokosia. Yeah. He's from Kokosia. <laughs> He's taken to an office by Stanley Tucci and uh, Barry Shabaka Henley. Mm-hmm. But even the, the very opening of this, I like with like, the, there's quick cut in cross action between like Hanks waiting to get you know stamped, mm-hmm. and Tucci on the monitors looking for problems, and he goes, "Oh, look at that group! They're all wearing the Disney sh- shirts." Yeah. When's the last time you saw a group, an Asian group, without a camera? And it's like, Ugh. yeah, racial profiling. Ugh, oh yeah, that's weird. true. That I forgot about that, right? Because like right. Tucci's like showing off what an expert he is. Right. Yeah. And he's like, bunch of Chinese with no camera. What are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Someone, yeah. someone go down there. Someone, let me right. go down there. Right. And then so right, they're running around. There's like a sort of chase happening. It's in the like background. Hanks in shallow focus trying to answer these questions right. from like the the guard. The security officer, whatever it is, the, yeah. yeah, 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 and uh, and in the background, you just see all this hullabaloo of the arrest happening, yeah. which is like he's kind played of, by what's his name, Corey Reynolds, right? Like right. The, the security. It's because he comes back, Corey Reynolds. He was a uh, seaweed in the original production of Harrisburg. Oh, fair enough. Which I believe I saw twice on Broadway. So I, I was, thought I knew a lot of movie, movie and TV facts. He's you guys in, know a he lot. Was, he okay, was in, like, let me step up. Compton. We go hard. He we was in hard. Red Tail. He's like been around. I know yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not like a. Yeah, I remember that he was in. He was in Red Tails with. Why I'm forgetting his name now, Elijah Kelly, who was the movie version. Who's fucking great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all three guys who have played Seaweed in big productions. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, he gets called in to Tucci's office. Yep. And this is like minute five. Like the movie's moving fast. Yeah. Tucci is trying to explain it to him. Tom Hanks is doing the kind of like, yes, yes, but like doesn't seem to know. Listen, what's going I would say when Kokosia. I was in Paris, I couldn't understand French. Mm-hmm. And like that it's was hard. legit what I was going through. I was like, sure. I don't. I, I don't know what's happening. Like, what are you saying? And it's just, I could feel for him at this point, guys. I once triggered an international incident in Paris because I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, wait, I didn't no, ha- wait, no. I, no. I didn't have a stamp in my passport. I was, because I have a British passport and an American Humble passport. Brand. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was Look leaving. I had flown into Britain uh-huh. on, you know, and then taken the train from Britain to Paris. 
and I was leaving Paris with my American passport. They open my passport. They don't see a stamp, you know, for getting into France. And, like, they, they immediately, they, I mean, they were about to arrest me. Like, they lost their minds. They couldn't believe it. And, I had, and they were yelling at me in French. You thought I, they were going to take your planners, Pam? How'd exactly. you get out of it? Uh, I produced my British passport, and they were like, oh, yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> oh. I wasn't, you, that, wasn't that interesting a story? I was going to say it's like some Batman type shit. It's like I had to go, <laughs> had to call somebody, they had to come down. <laughs> yeah, I was skylifted out of there. This is my first question for you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, don't you think Stanley Drew is a little rude? Summing yeah. up the civil war of his home oh, country by with an apple so smashing rude. a bag of potato chips yeah. so all over him. Yeah, too. The, the so monologue dis- that I delivered. Yeah, and also ruining a bag of potato chips. Didn't he want to eat those? Ruining so a bag of potato chips. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. He gets the chips on Victor. Yes. Yeah. Rude. So disrespectful. Rude. At least have them go just sort of in another direction. Yeah. Uh, and it also th- that didn't help. It didn't clarify. Doesn't help at all. He's like no. Kerkrosia. Bam! Like he doesn't get so it. So disrespectful. Yeah. Well, what's happening, Kokosia? They're bursting everyone's potato chip bags. What what yeah. is going on? Also, you don't have like someone who can speak. There's yeah. no translators also, at this airport. Isn't yeah. it a civil war? What's the apple? It's more that the bag of potato chips is consuming itself. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like exploding from the inside. There's right. no apple. Right. That's not a good depiction of a political coup. <laughs> you know, like a takeover. Yeah. Anyway. And, uh, um, but but I, here's my question for you guys, and it's like I don't know how you do this properly. Yeah. It's a really fine line to walk, but especially in the first thirty minutes of this movie, I feel like Hanks comes off very dumb. Yeah, yes, and he comes part off, of it, yes. he, he's playing more of a Chaplin esque character, right. which is yeah, just the dumb foreigner. And now who's a like, lot of oh, those, yes. oh, Kirkosia, Big Apple. Uh, Any you know. movie where you've written that one character doesn't speak the language that every other character is speaking, and yeah. you have like the lack of communication, the right. loss in translation element. Of course, it's going to be like the obliviousness and whatever. But I feel like every time they say something to him, he misinterprets it with a smile and then like repeats a bunch of shit. Right. Which makes him seem like a little slow. Yeah. Yeah. Makes I mean, him seem slow. Yeah. They're very yeah. serious. He's being taken into an office by a cop. Yeah. He's talking to a like, yeah. a like you'd think he might know, like, oh, this isn't routine. See, like this doesn't usually happen when you arrive right. in America. Yeah. Like he can't pick up on physical cues at all. It's the one thing that he's like not understanding the language. Uh, they're here's my other now. question. Yeah. Where's the Kirkosian translator? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There should have been someone who could he's, this is my thing, and I, I did not like the, the government. First half if you don't of have, movie, really. ex- yeah, if you don't have someone in there, you can call a number and yeah. get someone on the phone who yeah. speaks it. Like ASAP. America does employ translators. Yes. A very easy job. Yeah. A very easy job. But the thing is, so interesting is like I think again, hate to rewrite the movie, but it would have been better served if he could understand some. English. Yes, yeah, right from the start, from, from the from the very start. Especially since because we need to buy that he knows the weird thing yeah. where it's like he can't leave, but he has yeah. to stay in the airport lounge, like. It's a hard thing to sell. Yeah. And it also means that later in the movie when he picks up a People magazine that is in both Caucasian and English that he's able to learn the entire language quickly. Yeah. yeah it's was, like uh... if he already was kind of half the way there, yeah. him becoming more fluent would be a lot easier to digest mm-hmm. than him going from knowing five words to knowing like the entire cast of friends. And the weight would have been like this is my thing. One of the I had a problem with this movie up until his first night when he slept. Like uh-huh. um because up until that point when he finally sees a TV, right? And all of a sudden he has this big emotional moment of like, oh shit, Kokosia is like war. Right, something's like, going on. So many emotions. Yeah. And I'm like, that almost felt unjustified because of the fact that like we heard everyone trying to tell him this. Yes. And the mere fact that we see this on TV and now he's running around trying to find TVs to do this. Imagine how powerful it would have been if he would have known but when he left that office right. that my my my, my country sisters, is in my turmoil. daughter, like, right. Yeah. Right. like 
Then if you would have saw it on TV, you wouldn't have had to have him run around. Yes. It would have been a moment of looking up, sitting down, sadness. It would have yeah. been like right. it been a weight that Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. Hanks does a good job with, you the know, the emotion, oh, you know. And he, yeah. He's a good you know, he's good. Good actor. Yeah. I'll say that. I think Tom Hanks is a good actor. And Tom Hanks is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then, Tom Hanks is like in my top four. Yeah, he's really fucking solid. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he decides to stay there. He goes to like a gate that's not yet built. Right. Uh, he p- pushes some chairs together. Unscrews them from the ground. True. And then pushes them together yeah. and make his own little bed. Yeah. He also got through customs. Now, and this is a post 9 11 movie. Let's yeah, be clear. He right. got through customs a fucking Swiss Army, uh, like, yeah. kit. And I'm like, bruh, you're not getting that through security. Mm-mm. I tried to take a razor, like, just a simple razor I use on my That's face. That's a good point. To check on. And they literally went in my bag, pulled it out, and was like, you need to throw this away. Why do you have to? Like, oh, it's, it's like they undid my razor. Right, I was like, right. uh, I wanted to shave right. when yeah, I went yeah. there. Easy to answer that question. What do you plan yeah. to do with this? Shave, Shave. my face. Yeah. Use for shaving faces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can take it, though. I get it. I get it. Yeah, my right. man had a freaking... Yo, it's insane. No. It's insane. Uh, so now, yeah, he's set up in this situation. They're giving him meal vouchers. They're like, oh, this will hopefully blow over soon. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes clear, like, 15 minutes right. in... What the- they think is going to happen is, within a day, immigration will sort this out or whatever. He'll get a visa. Like, they just... They don't think it's going to be long-term. When Tucci just doesn't want him this to be his problem. So he yeah. thinks once it starts becoming clear that it's not getting resolved quickly, He'll he just thinks leave. either he's going to try to leave and get arrested, at which point he's not my problem, right. or he'll succeed, at which point he's not my problem. Right. Yeah. And this guy is is so noble, wants to do things the right way. Maybe. Sort of the I mean, the problem, my problem with the movie yeah. is it doesn't accurately communicate if he's just being a stand-up guy or if he's smart enough to know like, thing, his yeah. problem would be worse if he just, you know... And was the, delivered into the hands of the, the INS. The third or, flavor is sometimes I think they play it like he's just oblivious. Yes. They but, alternate but between the But then he has this early in the moment where he holds yes. his passport up to, or whatever his I visa wait. documents up to. Right. I wait. Yeah, I wait. To the, to the also, security camera. does he ever use these meal vouchers? I like we never like so. he has the meal bachelors and I see him doing like bread like cracker sandwiches. Right, he does his gross saltine sandwiches, which he never eats because they're not making Tom Hanks get knocked out. Tom Hanks ain't about to eat that. They always cut away when it's about to go into his mouth. Um, that I picked up on this because I remember the first time not understanding what happened to the meal vouchers. The moment is uh really poorly covered. It's a weird case where like Spielberg didn't visually explain something well enough. When he goes, there's the girl next to him who is Steven Spielberg's real life daughter, Sasha Spielberg, sure. playing the girl who's like struggling to get oh, her yeah. suitcase clothes. Oh, that's clothes. right, 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 right. And at that moment, oh, yeah. there's the pile of meal vouchers next to him. You see a close up of him counting the meal they, vouchers. Right, they go into the garbage, right. right? Then he goes to break her suitcase. Uh-huh. He goes to try to fit it in, ends up breaking it. And in the process, the meal vouchers fly away. That's why he wants to reach into Pagoda's garbage. Oh. That's but, why he keeps trying to go in the trash. But the thing they don't give you, weirdly, is the shot of the meal vouchers like going into the garbage, which oh. is such a basic Spielberg thing to do. If like he's so good at like covering an object, so you understand it's where true. it is. No, you're right. He doesn't this, do a good it's job. It's like you see the meal vouchers, especially, and you're telling me you're making a wow, Jacques Tati that. homage, yes. like that is all about like yes. those little like uh, you know moments building up and like this sort of like elaborateness you can get from a simple comedy like you know a misplaced thing or someone right yeah. Uh, that's why I don't buy the whole, like, oh, it's a playtime for the 21st century. This is essentially, like, you see the meal vouchers, then you see him go to try to fix the woman's suitcase. Yeah, yeah. The thing kind of flies away, but, like, in the corner of the frame, so you don't really see it. And then the next thing you see is Pagoda. I'm going to call him Pagoda. 
in honor don't of how you refer to actors by their like, favorite I do. roles. Put, yeah. put, put, listen, man, that's how people know him. They know him by that. And, listen, I agree. <laughs> Kumar Palana. Kumar Palana, a.k.a. Pagoda. You just see him sweeping up garbage, and included in that garbage pile is the meal vouchers, but you don't really see that clearly. And then the next thing you see is Hanks reaching into the garbage, which at this point he's done enough weird shit that you're like, I don't know, maybe he likes garbage? Like, yeah. it doesn't read as the meal voucher. If I, I, I want, know I want you guys to tell yeah. me, how old do you think Kumar Palana is when he makes this movie? In this movie? Well, yeah. he died about four years ago. He right? died in a 13. Uh, 13. Okay, I would say 67. What do you got? Bro? I think he's 75. 85 years old. He looks what? great. He's 85 in this movie? He died. He was 94. Jeez. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that's crazy. It's crazy. Good He's genes. a good-looking guy. That's some good lotion, man. You got yeah, the lotion on. Yeah, that's good lotion. So I'll just say, I'll wow. use this opportunity now to explain that Hanks at uh, Victor meets a bunch of different people in the airport. And I'm yes. just going to run them down. Uh-huh. I'll just run them down for you guys. Sure. You got Kumar Palana as Gupta, who's a, uh, an Indian immigrant or refugee, almost like he fled from India. He murdered a cop by no, accident. No, he tried to kill him. I'm a cop. sorry. He tried stabbed a cop. Which, by the Failed. way, they glazed it quickly over. I mean, corrupt <laughs> cop, but nonetheless. Attempted murder. Yeah. <laughs> Ran uh, away from his wife and child and has been living. He's a janitor illegally. in the airport. They didn't um, even say he sent them money. Like, does he even talk to the family? They don't really nope. talk about it. Uh, you've got Diego Luna as Enrique, who is a food service worker. And yeah. is a real creep and a fuck boy. Uh, Yo, a little bit. I have a lot of problems with We're going to talk yep. about it. This We're going to talk about it. His character You've is got, so weird. Is yep. it, I've always, is it Chi McBride or Chai McBride? I believe it's Chai McBride. Chai McBride yeah. as Joe, who's yeah. like a baggage handler. Uh, I had to call him the poker game. I had to call yeah. him the principal from, uh, from yes. Boston, Boston Public, Boston which Public. we, I believe, shout out in a future episode. No, maybe yeah. we were just talking about it off. See, I like to call him the chief. From Undercover Brother. That's my oh, favorite Chime yeah. With the Pepto-Bismol. Remember he's he was great. on Pushing Daisies? He's yeah. selling so yeah, many cool so things. Good. They give him no character in He doesn't movie. get a lot to do. Like, and also, he's fourth build. Yeah. Is yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. He it, was hot at this moment. Uh, Zoe Saldana is Dolores. I love who Zoe is Saldana. An immigration. I have problems with her uh, in this movie, too. Me, too. But yeah. she's the stamp lady. She's pretty cute. And I mean, she's, like, she is, but they, the way they do her, man, we treat women bad, yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. God. There this are only true. two Especially, female characters in this movie, and both of them both are treated them are, really uh, poorly. This movie isn't, yeah, that's yeah. his biggest problem. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say about Zoe Saldana, though? She likes Star Trek? Or? Yeah, oh, it's cute now because we know she's a her. That's uh, the true. big thing. I feel like that's the the most lasting legacy to this movie is. Oh, do you know Where there was a like movie this, where Zoe yeah. Saldana plays yeah. a Trekkie before? Oh, yeah, true. That's uh, like the big thing. And yeah. that, that's basically, yeah, Jude Chicochella, uh, Chico Lella, sorry, as uh, is the contractor who sure. Victor eventually works for. But yeah, that's basically the cast. It's yeah. a it's a colorful cast. Yeah. A lot of very people diverse color, cast, very diverse very, cast. Yeah. More diverse than most Spielberg movies yeah, that aren't say specifically so. yeah. about. He at least yeah. seems to understand that, yeah, you know, yeah. you're meeting a bunch of people working in the airport. It's not going to be a bunch of white people, sure. probably. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a more mixed cast. Sure. I mean, okay. This doesn't give his... any of them a ton to do, but, you this know. This might be his most diverse. I'm thinking well, about he right made, like, I mean, it's, forgetting I mean, movies like Amistad. 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 Oh, yeah. he did. Did he direct Amistad? Oh, yes. We had to do a whole episode about it. Our whole episode was pretty much about how he shouldn't have directed that movie. I mean, he did Color Purple, and that was like a yeah, whole color thing. Purple. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Which I like. Yeah, he did Color Purple. It was a whole thing. He takes a while, and then he's like, I'm going to make Amistad. I didn't learn any lessons from yeah. The Color Purple. Yeah, and not to harp on this point, but Amistad was his first DreamWorks movie. He ran a studio. He literally could have hired anyone to direct it. Like, it's not an argument of like, well, if I don't direct it, it's not going to get made. It's like, dude, you can hire Spike and get the movie. Yo, you can greenlight it tomorrow. You have greenlight power. People got mad at me on our podcast because we reviewed Selma, and we were talking about Ava DuVernay. Sure. And that what I didn't know is that until we did it was that she had to write Martin Luther King's speeches. 
because Steven Spielberg they didn't have the rights. Yeah. Steven Spielberg had them. But yeah. apparently she went to him to get the rights, at least for like one or two speeches to like use in this movie. Because his King movie is not on his slate yet. No. That's never going to get fucked up. Ne- not after never. Selma. No. Not after, never. Like, maybe before Selma, but not after it's that It's on his huge out. pile of like, maybes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I remember I got very upset at the fact that he owned them and wouldn't give it to like this black female director to make this movie. Yeah, that sucks. And sure. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, I understand you wanted to do Amistad. I understand you wanted to do Color Purple. But like, bruh, there's, there's certain ways to do things, man. <laughs> yes. And not to, uh, not Look, to rehash Spielberg's, this point. Yeah. But but the difference is, Color Purple, it feels like he really does want to make that movie. Yeah. Amistad, it feels like a vacation where he's like, oh, why not try something like this? Sure, yeah. maybe, maybe, like, yeah. maybe this will be good. There's not the same sense of passion behind Amistad. No, Color Purple is he reads a book and is like, I love this book. I'm like passionate about yeah. this. I have the clout to get it made. I'll yeah, spend my cash. Someone else could have made the color purple. Someone else could have yeah, made the I color mean, purple. This is my yeah, thing. I mean, this is my thing. That movie was a huge hit. Like, but it it's so the tricky because, like, I don't like. I never want to be in a position to say like certain directors can't direct certain things. But I'm like, if there's a movie, for instance, about about like a coming of age story about a young girl and things she has to deal with, I don't know that life. Right. Okay, I can read about it. I can study about it. I can ask my family members and friends, but I don't know it. So if there's a woman director who knows it and feels passionate, I'm like. You know, you know little things that I will never understand. Right. Do it, like. But, but on the other hand, like if if you're making, if there's a script about a young girl, but there is something within the source material or the story itself that really relates to you that you're personally passionate mm-hmm. about, I feel like you could direct a movie, even if the character is different than you. I agree because the story speaks to you. Mm-hmm. We watch Amistad, and it's just like, oh yeah, this Look. is important. It should be made. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he has any personal investment. I think everything yeah. you guys are saying is correct. <laughs> and we also all said it. We did this. We did this. All right. All right. Okay. All right. But still, yeah. it's important to get that on the record. Uh, the Tri McBride character is weird to me because later in the film when we, Stanley Tucci is trying to like trap Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Which is unnecessary. Right. Bad scene. Yep. And um, we'll get to that scene in more depth. But um, he's explaining like, if you leave, I'm going to arrest your three friends. Here are the arrestable offenses. One is Pagoda tried to kill a guy. And it's like, great, that like, has that's been, real. I get that. And that's, that's been real. established within the body of the movie. Yep. The second one is, hey, Diego, Diego Luna, Luna keeps let on you. letting people into the food kitchen. And it's just you. It's a fireable offense, maybe. Uh, Nothing of, more than that, right. but whatever. They, You're not going to deport him. They or, present you know, it as more of a sanitary issue. Yeah, like, I don't right. know about that. Whatever, that's a slap whatever, on the wrist, right. in my But at opinion. least that's been established in the movie. I know what you're getting And then they go Chai McBride, and you go like, Wait a second, what could he throw at Chai McBride? Chai McBride hasn't done anything in this movie other than just go like, eh, Victor. You know, like yeah. he's had no plot line. He's had like yes. no arc. He's had no details. He's just the fourth guy in the scene. And they go, oh, he's smoking weed a lot. He runs that poker game. That illegal seen. poker game. But I want to yeah. point out, they don't play for money in the poker game. No. It's literally not an illegal yeah. poker game. Yes. They don't play for and money. And make sure you know that. Too. Yeah, they right. say it. They say we don't play for money. Right, so then they have to go like, oh, he's drinking and smoking. Yeah, there's like here. marijuana there. Come on. Like, don't do this. We haven't seen him smoke anything no, this whole that shit's not going to stand up. Movie does him dirty. Uh, does him dirty. Okay. I mean, I mean, uh, can, we, can we go to Diego Luna's character now? Or yeah. no, not yet. Absolutely, because at this point, the movie is basically, like we said, episodic, and it's kind of just Victor bouncing around these different characters and sort of participating in their little stories. Right. And, of course, then Captain Zeta-Jones is showing up every once in a while, and they have this sort of ongoing 
quasi flirtation, which is uh, which is essentially the story is like she's sleeping like she's a stewardess. Don't stewardesses always just sort of like you know? And they say they they're, sleep yeah, they basically men. say they just have a bunch of sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep with men at different uh, ports. But also of call. no self respect. Like that's no the big self respect. She's she, defined by the fact that she like, what, keeps the, on getting into bad relationships. She's defined by the a big twist where it turns out she's old. She's in her late thirties, which guys. is insane. It's a weird moment. Yeah. You're telling me like her whole. First off, her storyline legit garbage. Her storyline legit is she's sleeping with uh, Michael Nori. But, but Michael whole, the whole yep. thing is she's like I haven't even asked. I never even asked him. Sleeping with uh, the married man. She does. She just, encourages uh, the married yeah. man to get back with yeah, his wife. Right. Still sleeps with him. Counseling. What kind of lunatic I'm am for I? The whole team. Yeah. And then like like she's thirty nine, but she lies says she's thirty three. But the men she has sex with think she's twenty seven. Uh huh. Yeah. Then she keeps asking out. Uh, Victor, right? Because she just has to be with somebody. Because he's nice to her, and then she'll be like, "Shit, shit, what's wrong with me? Why he, am I even asking you out?" Because like, he's you know. like the only man that a hasn't lied to her, and b doesn't immediately hit on her. Because he, oh, he mostly just listens yeah. and doesn't say and much. And he doesn't <laughs> grab her ass because everyone when right. she's on flights, people just grab she's her. She's always ass. getting gross. Which is the thing that may happen. But sure. my thing is like, you tell me, you have this female character, right? Yeah. This this, this woman. Right. This woman, an actress who just won an Oscar. And yeah. the thing is, even if she made this before she won it, no, no, you knew she did Chicago. Big actress above the title, yeah. like yeah. you know, it's Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. are know on the happening. title. Yeah. yeah, and you're telling me that you cannot think to write a character that has more depth, yes, than what this portrays. It's, it's insane. Because like, my thing is, like, Steve, like, you have kids. Would you want your daughter to see this character and be like, "That's that. This is a woman I want to be when I grow up." It's yeah. like they could have gave her anything. Well, you and know, look, you know who's the third biggest female character in this film? Steven Spielberg's daughter <laughs> as the woman who can't close bag. her suitcase. Just going like, "Oh my god, Dad! Look, that guy just broke my suitcase." I can see when you're writing the script of a movie set in an airport, you're sure. like, "Who should the love interest be?" I know a stewardess, obviously, because yes. they're in and out of the airport. Yes. Right. That'll be fun. It can yes. be like you know, like every twenty minutes, like yeah. you said. Which I like that idea. It's, it could yeah. be an idea. Sure. Then they're like, huh, and also it's 1962. Stewardesses just sleep with married men, right? Like, you know, that's that's where they then they fall off a cliff. Right. And then and then the the like uh extrapolation they make from that is, okay, so if she sleeps with married men all the time, she must hate herself. And that's the defining point of her personality is that she hates herself right. because she fucks too many it men. It is all about relationships. I'm like, and that's the thing, but it's like, cause she first off, did this movie pass the Bechdel test? Uh, it's impossible. How could it? Does. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's an airport. It's Joey Saldana. Right. Don't talk to each other. I mean, it should. Yeah. It's an airport full of people. Yeah, there's yeah. like yes. I, I mean, there, right. there cannot be a moment where two women no. talk to each other in this movie. Let alone talk. Not to even each talk other about, about anyone that. other than him. But like, okay. All right, but so then following on this theme, let's talk say, about Diego Luna's yeah, character. I was oh. going to say, rather than go chronologically because this is so episodic, no, let's just talk let's about focus each, on each so one. That's, no. that's CZJ's storyline. And then, yeah, of yeah. course, it ends with them going on a date that is fine, I guess. Yeah. But then she's like, you know what? I'm fucked up. You know, you don't want to be near me. Which is it? Which is which is. What happened? Like, first off, what I understand, I understand having commitment issues. I totally sure. get it. I totally get it. I got him. Okay, hey man, I got him. Yeah. I get all it. green yeah. lights. But you're telling me after this whole thing, like they he builds her this, this, this. <laughs> yeah, he makes this like crazy sort of uh, fountain for her. Yeah. And also, Coda make- does the dish spinning. There's yeah. some like yeah, yeah. There's some fake like flirtation they have where they both like history, but only exactly. she does. Yeah, exactly. So you make it like she's actually pursuing him almost, right? Sure. So it's right, the whole right. thing. She's coming back. She remembers him. She like talks to him about history, and all of a sudden, once she does something nice for him, it's like. I had to go to the dude to get this. I'm a horrible person. I'm I like, told you. I told you not to fall in love with a woman like me. me. Stay away last, from me. The last shot is her with Michael Nori. Yeah. 
and you see him putting his hand on her back. She says she sees him in it when he leaves. When he's leaving, yeah. they have oh, a right, moment. Right, but then, right. like that moment is just like she looks at him. Yeah, like yeah, you made her right, into yeah, you yeah, almost yeah. made her into a villain for no yes. reason. She also says, "Stay away from me." I'm with, sick. Stay away from me. I'm sick. Right, like she's a fucking werewolf, yeah. and she's like, "You can't love me. I'm going to turn into a wolf and bite you in the throat." Like, and it's like, why? Just because like she has everybody the, got the least self respect I've ever seen. And it's like in a character. And then even and then even when Stanley Tucci like goes to her and, and has a moment of like, I mean, basically what he says is, "You're hot. Why do you like this guy?" And you give her this moment of like a person like you would never understand, which is such a like. And the thing is, I understand when it's like the, it could be possible, it could, it could be powerful, it could not be. But right. like she says, the thing of like I see past this physical thing, and it's sure. like you gave you gave her that, but then you dropped it. Yeah. yeah? Wh- what's the very next scene she has after that? That scene cuts out after she says that line where she mm-hmm. explains to him like a man like you could never understand. The implication being that after all these guys have treated her like garbage her entire life, here's the one guy who's not groping her, mm-hmm. who's okay. not lying to her. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. a hard cut to her storming back to Victor Navorsky and saying, you fucking lied to me. Why right. did you tell me you were a contractor? Why didn't you tell me you've been living here for nine months? And right. he Which did. is the thing and I he did. fucking and he hate. Did. Yeah. He did. He did, but also he barely speaks English. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Like, if, you and look also, at that first scene where she's maybe asking Maybe have questions. an ounce of compassion for the man who yeah, is stateless. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and also, he did try to tell you. Right. Yeah, That's he said, thing. I live in the airport. The first scene. He keeps on going, like, I live in the airport. And she goes, like, I know, I, I know, feel like that, too. Uh, da, 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 he goes, da, da. what do you do for a living? I go from building to building. <laughs> oh, you're a contractor? <laughs> like, she's the one who creates the lies. And he's like, I don't and, know, and, I and guess what he so. says, And what he says in that scene is, like, you see what you want in the men. Yeah. He says, he's like, I told you, you see what you want. And it's like, also, we all do that. Also, guess what? Later in the movie, he becomes a contractor. <laughs> sure, he's a so paid he wasn't contractor. Lying. Yeah. He becomes a paid contractor. All right. Okay. Diego Luna. I just I, I, I know, know we're done with Catherine Zeta Jones. Hate, hate, hate. All right, we've all been on wet record that we don't like it. The, I feel no, like the, but I was gonna say specifically, uh, I hate the the caught in a lie thing. The, no, like, it's a, any it's romantic true. comedy it's where it's like trope. the guy lies about something and I then the woman gets it. upset about the lie, and it always feels like. And then he has to take her on a date or do something like build her a fountain. But it know. always feels like the way those scenes play out. It always feels an execution. Like she's more upset about realizing he has less status than he does than she is about the lying. And this movie yeah. does that too, where it's like she has so little sympathy for what he's going through. And it's just like, I thought you were a contractor who owned an apartment. You're a bum who lives in an airport. Yeah. I mean, All he right. didn't do her justice. Diego Luna's character. Diego Luna's me. character. Yeah. He, Enrique, <sighs> the food guy, he brings Victor food. I, yeah. I don't even know where to start, man. I remember, I remember, I remember. Woo, I'm so mad thinking about him actually. It's like now, he, Diego Luna had been in Itumama Tambien just a couple years ago, so he's just starting to be like in Hollywood. Dirty stuff, Dancing right? Havana Nights comes out earlier that year. That's right. That was and, like his uh, first big American studio movie. Oh, yeah. uh, he'd been he's in Frida. He's in Open Range in 03, which he's great in. Oh he really? Has Button. Have you never seen I've Open never Range? Seen it. What a great movie. The yeah. Cause directed that, right? Yeah. Big, yeah. big cause. Uh Dirty Dancing, yeah. And, and you then, know what you got to say. And then after this, he's gonna he takes it easy for a while. He does uh, Spanish language movies mostly. Yeah. Comes back to America with Milk, and oh, yeah. starts yeah, to yeah, make yeah, yeah. again. You know more but like you forget. Yeah. You ain't say it yet. You ain't say it yet. Say it. He also starred in Star Wars Rogue One, which just this year yeah. passed a bill, Did. a billion. Passed a bill. That's true. A passed billion. And he has his accent in that movie, and I'm like, yeah. good for you, man. Fucking Very cool. exciting. Fucking also, good for you. Also, we should note he wants to touch Yaba, and you should let him touch Yaba. Have you seen the video? Yes. No, <laughs> does he? The like montage of like 
18 different press events where he's doing Rogue One. And they're like, what do you want to, you know, what do you like about Star Wars? And like, I love Yava the Hutt. You know, Yava's so interesting. Oh my God. Like, that was my interview. I, I directed that. It's like him and Felicity Jones. And he's There's like, one of them is, I'm sure, one of the ones yo, you did. Listen, he's, he he's, wants to touch Yava. He does. He wants, he, like, this is my thing, though. That man the is texture. so likable. <laughs> that man is so likable, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, very yes. likable. They made him into such a creepy. He's such creepy. a creepy. This man movie this. thinks yes. that he's likable and cute, right? Like, right? The movie is yes. like, oh, like he admires Zoe Saldana from afar. It doesn't. It's the. It stands up to no scrutiny. See, no. see but you, let me tell you the thing about this though. Is I think now that we're living in like uh, a more progressive, we have a more progressive mindset. Is that back in the day this might have worked? Is like in nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, maybe this might have yes. worked. But now we understand is that you can't just look at a woman from a distance and talk to somebody like, "Hey, I need to." What does he say? Tame her at what? Yes. Like he goes on a monologue like, "I need." She's to, a need, wild horse. A I wild horse. I need to tame. I'm like. What that is the? correct. He does say that. He does, like, say and he that. says something else that I can't like remember. A stallion, yes. Yes, yes. Well, a stallion. He calls her a couple of things, and I'm like, first off, that's not how you talk about somebody that you mm. think you're in mm. love with. Probably not. And and not only that, but like you're going about it with a guy to like get info from her on a daily basis. The you're idea this dude. is that he's noticed that Victor goes to the immigration desk every day, so he interacts with Zoe Saldana, and every he makes day. her laugh. He makes her laugh, and Despite she likes him, yes. even though yeah. he's a pain in the ass. And Saldana makes it clear to him, like, "You're not going to get approved. I can only right. go so far. It's I can't do anything for you." Right. But every day he's going to go to her no matter what. Yeah, and so Diego he, Luna, who let's point out, up until this point, his group, his Tri McBride Pagoda Diego Luna group, has been pushing out Navorsky. Because Pagoda thinks that he's a CIA agent. Yes. Stop calling him Pagoda, goddammit. <laughs> it's a Pagoda. tribute to Jura. Yeah, thank you. I respect you for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pagoda has decided that like uh, Victor is like a spy or something. Right. right. So they're of course, like, he has reason to be paranoid, as we learn, because he stabbed someone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness yes. we finally get to that, because I was like, why are we doing this spy thing, man? Yeah. But the thing is, so so he he's paying Victor in meals, right? Paying Victor in meals to get info. But it's such a creepy thing that I'm like, it also doesn't make any fucking sense. Just no. talk to her. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I've been nervous to talk to women sometimes. And I've been yeah. like, yeah. I will go to a legitimate friend of hers and be like, oh, yo, sure. you're like, like, what is she like? Like, okay, I'm a like, but to say I'm gonna to help me tame, help me, help me, like, <laughs> it also, it I mean, also, oh my goodness, it ends y'all. up being so you see like months and months because this movie does a weird it kind of does the Groundhog Day thing where it's like you can't even keep track of how long he's been there has it been a year has it been a week right, yeah. like it plays really fast and loose with time the difference is that Groundhog Day is like metaphysical we're not yeah. talking about Groundhog Day you know what I'm saying and this movie yeah. like takes place movie. in quote unquote the real world yeah. and you're like wait but actually how long has it been how much time has passed? What do you think? Like a year? Yeah. Yeah. No, they say she says, I didn't know how long it was until She says nine months. She says uh-huh. nine months. Okay. She catches him. Right. Yeah. So right, like right, no right. one knows until she says right. nine months. Right. So right. I don't know how far into that Diego Luna comes in with the food, but you assume it's pretty early because yeah, a month in maybe. You can't make it yeah. that long off of just crackers, right? Yeah. And right. they nip the uh the uh the trolley yeah. return system, the cart return system pretty quickly. Uh so it's like they're like maybe three to six months. Of him every day just trying to like pump information out of Saldana. Yeah. Now, still would be creepy, but like on a more functional story level, you would want to see Tom Hanks goes, he gets some information out of her. And then what you see is Diego Luna going and starting a conversation yep. with her using the information that he's found yep. out. Instead, what's happened is 
Diego Luna just stockpiles the information in the hollowed out nest of a tree Correct. for like six months until yes. he's ready to talk to yes, her. Yes, he digs a hole in the ground and whispers the information into it. Right, and just every day is like, more information, good, I'll write it down in my book and not talk to her. Mm-hmm. And just learns everything he can about her yep. until they finally just go like, your secret admirer. Because she at a certain point picks up on the fact, clearly these questions are being asked because of some guy. Yep. Yeah. Some guy here, you have to imagine at this Go point she on. would take it into her own hands and be like, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Right. And finally, the final denouement is Tom Hanks, when Diego Luna has still never spoken to her. Has not met her. Right. Guys, I, Tom Hanks slides a ring. A wedding ring. You're making me not like ring. this movie now. This Sorry, buddy. drives me insane. It's an odd choice. <laughs> and says, if you want to meet your secret admirer, he'll be waiting at the bar. She goes, I don't get off until blank. A clock, and he says, "Like he'll be, he'll be waiting." He'll be waiting. And then you see the shot of Ugh. Diego Luna sitting unco- nervously, you know, shaking his leg. He wants to touch Yaba. Drinking. He wants to touch Yaba. The he's texture, drinking soda. The texture yeah. of him. You know, he's such an interesting character. The tongue. You the know, tongue. The tongue. He wants to touch Yaba. He's thinking about Yaba. Zoe Saldana comes up. Mm-hmm. He feels her presence over his shoulder. He turns around. She does the live long and prosper Vulcan salute. He does. She turns Which her hand so around. Yep. That's cute. So perfectly cute. cute. And it's like perfectly cute if maybe they've gone on a few dates at and this point. This. <laughs> and this is Spielberg like trying to do like light touch. It's a Lubitsch moment. It's a purely gesture moment. You mm. convey whatever. Turns the Vulcan salute around and the rings on her finger. Makes and, no sense. And She's then gonna hard marry cut, him? Hard cut to them in a fucking airport fucking golf cart. Makes no just sense. Just married. We Makes never no see sense. them have a conversation the entire film. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the you know, yeah. There's no way to even defend this. No, no it does. It, Garbage. Forgetting the the creepy, you know, uh, nice guy, quote unquote, overtones right. of it that are bad. But it works. It doesn't make any goddamn sense that this is why it, it would. It sucks because the movie makes it like, oh, you can do turns, this creepy shit and it works. Yeah. Not only that, and it just turns them all into like dumb two-dimensional, like, you know, yes. like, well, you know, off, I could Zoe, be meaner about it, but basically just dumb two dimensional characters who are like, oh, la, 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 I love you. Like, let's get married. I don't right. know. It's just. Well, Zoe doesn't serve a purpose. She's good. to be. But the yeah. thing is, in this movie, good she's good. Movie. She's yeah. great. But, like, she doesn't serve any purpose but to, like, have Diego Luna marry her at the end. Right. She doesn't her become, only like, other a friend is really that with she him. gives Tom Hanks the green stamp. Like, that there's, Finally. like, uh, you know, a, right. a, a, a finality to that. But yeah. my thing is, why couldn't she have been one of the friends? Yes, like, dude, she, she should be one, one of the friends. She should yes. be in the group. Diego should have a crush on her. Right. And, exactly. Like, not be able to tell her. And Tom Hanks should eventually, like, help him, like, start a conversation with her. Yes, she That's likes how Star it should Trek. work. So she should Diego just be Luna. a friend. She should just be a friend. He had been in center stage. Uh-huh. Get over it. Uh-huh. Crossroads? Oh, Crossroads with Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Drumline. I love Pirates her the drumline. Pirates of the Caribbean, where she slaps Johnny Depp in the face. I think it's just, that's it, basically. I think twice in the movie she slaps him. Yeah. And this was it. So, you know, she was on a nice upward, right. you know, no, yeah. no no superstardom yet. But, and then after you know. this, she becomes the queen of sci-fi. Oh, yeah, a little, little bit while after this, because Star Trek's 09. And that's, what does that's she do where, after this? Yeah, she but, makes a lot of movies that I've never really heard of. I mean, she's the love interest in Guess Who, but that's a thankless role. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's who Aaron, uh, Jesus, Aaron Ashton Ecker. Kutcher is Ashton Kutcher, marrying. Yeah. But she had that one action movie, was it? Columbiana. Columbiana. Was that before the? No, Columbiana is 11. Yeah. 2011. Wow, that's, that's way that long. Oh, I never goodness. understood why they didn't give her more of those. It, like, it, she is really good in Columbiana, she which is. is a shitty movie, but it was like, if fucking like Mila Jojovich and Kate Beckinsale can I, do like a thousand my guess of these. Is, makes, my no guess sense. is that she doesn't want to, but I'm yeah. not sure. Because I'm pretty sure she could set up another, you know, small to mid-budget action movie that's the if thing. she wanted Even to. if she didn't want to do Columbiana well, too. She's pretty fucking busy, man. I mean, I she's, know. you know, and she's in Live By Night, uh, you know, yeah. like that must have taken, you know, like she's in a lot she's of big actress. movies. She's like great. She's actually, the thing is, I tell you this, <laughs> I feel like we're like, 
like we're on a, like a feminist area right now. But yeah. it's like I feel like the thing is she's pretty. That's the problem. Yes, she's gorgeous. She's yes. pretty. Yeah. The thing is like it, it like it's, and it and it does happen with men sometimes. It's like you look at like a Brad Pitt. It's like you have to become such a thing where like oh you're so handsome you only can do yeah. leading man action movies. But if you're an actress and you're pretty, you will only get pretty roles until something. So you either get older, right? Like I saw a movie with Mila Kunis playing a mom, and I'm like, yeah, she is a mom in real life, but I'm like. You don't have to make her a mom right now. No. Like, well, all right. Okay. Now we're sorry, all, sorry, now we're all sorry, sounding sorry, very sorry, sorry. We're sorry. all a bunch of allies. Okay, sorry, guys. Yeah. We're look. This is it's, very woke podcast. Not only, this, this isn't even the purpose of being woke, but it's like we're just talking about these woke characters. Check. It's like you ain't even got it. Zoe Saldana served no purpose in this movie, but to get woke married. Woke me if you cast. Woke me if you cast. Ooh, Stephen Wokeberg. Nice. <laughs> um, can, like can I just? Can I just? I I want to re underline a woke certain terminal. point. Okay, on a basic story function level, Woke though the it world. still would have been <laughs> creepy as fuck, creepy AF, right? Mm. Diego Luna never does anything with the information that Tom Hanks gives him. Ever. He collects the information. Then proposes to her. In, in a way that has nothing to do with what he finds out about her. He says he wants to tame her, and then he does nothing other than have his crush grow based on the information he relays to him. Nothing changes they in this movie. They don't interact at any point until they, until they, they get married. They do not interact. I have one thing to say. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Woke Skull. Good job. That's Thank actually you. a good one. Yep. Ten comedy points. I agree. Thank you. Uh, the next character we should talk about is Chai McBride. He runs a poker game. I mean. Great job. Yeah, great job. Force Interesting Bill. character. Nice check. Like, and then you've got uh, Kumar Palana <laughs> as <laughs> Pagoda, a.k.a. Gupta. Right. He stabbed a guy. He can spin some plates. And um, he, I guess he's the hardest to win over. Mm-hmm. And then he has this moment where he stops a 747 from taking oh, yo, off with his, with his mop. running yeah. in front of it with his mop. Yeah. Now, I can Guys. see a movie where you build yeah. to this point. Okay, we're all taking the it, mic to the lab. I got to say, I, can't, like, I, I can I, see a yeah. movie where you build to this as like a crucial, sure. you know, set piece in the film. Yes. It doesn't actually have any bearing on what Victor then does, which is decide to maybe actually catch another plane some other time. Guys, I mean. Yes. You know, like, because like, the idea surely isn't that Kumar Palana delays the plane so much that Tom Hanks can have a whole fight with Stanley Tucci, leave the airport, go to a jazz club, get a guy's signature, watch him play the sax, come back, get like get on the same plane, Guys, right? You know what? No, no, right? No, 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 <laughs> right? Now that you bring that up, can I just say something to the two of you right Please. now? Please. Please, go ahead. I want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, for one. I feel, I feel I feel like I feel like we can, I, I should have picked. No. No. I should have. Like, the thing is, I liked this movie, and I'm like. Okay. Even this morning when and I you know watched it, I We're was being like, mean, and I no, want to say the movie's not that bad. No, the like, thing is, the movie there are isn't, things. Yeah, it's a watchable movie. It's yeah. watchable, but the thing is, there's so many problems. Yes, and it's like, get he, he literally shames, technically shames Victor, yelling at him in this airport. Right, says like, like you're yeah. a coward. You're, you're a not going to leave the airport. This is right. when Victor's freedom is finally granted. You know? Coward. Right, and Tucci's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, coward. don't leave. Yeah. I'll say two. Calls things. him a coward, and then I think is it Chai McBride? No, or it's someone? another. It's another cop who. Oh like, right, right. It's, it's Corey, Corey Reynolds. Reynolds. He yes. pulls him aside and says, "No, the situation is Tucci was like threatening right. to deport you, yeah. or you know, like." And so that's when Kumar Palana decides to run in front of an airplane. Yeah. First off, I guess, listen to to well, show Victor that he should be similarly heroic. I don't like what I. I, I just want to say two things quickly. One is Dron never apologized. I mean, this movie, guys, we should we should have did like. But a, we were gonna do a terminal episode never no matter what. Yeah, of course we were always gonna do a okay, terminal okay, episode. Okay, okay, and, yeah, and here's man. the thing: our terminal episode would be much worse if you weren't out. Yeah, if it was just like me and Griffin being like, right. you know, you know, they wouldn't be like, you're a powerhouse guest. You're making this a must listen episode. No, this is my thing about it. My thing. First off, the the friendship, uh, with Pagoda, thank you, yeah. uh, and, and Victor. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like now I should call him Forrest. I should, you know, yeah. what, between Victor and Forrest, I mean, yeah. uh, Raguna and Forrest, <laughs> and like their friendship isn't strong enough that no. like he's going in front. Of, Absolutely not. He attempted to kill a man. Right. And he's going back to his country. Yes. Like this won't end well for him. Yes. No, although let's, to be fair, he is 85 years old. So he lived a nice life. But he is. I mean, <laughs> he, he waves goodbye and says, I'm going home. <laughs> he's willing to sacrifice everything for Victor Noworski to the point that he is going to be flown back to his yeah. country, you know? He's going to be extradited, and then he's going to probably either be... Uh, he's going to die in prison. Right. Either die in prison or be given, like, the death sentence or, or fucking whatever. Yeah. Like, this won't end well. And I'm like, no. has Forrest... I'm going to call him Forrest now. Please do. i got to get back on brand. Yeah. All right? Has Forrest earned that kind of friendship yet? No, absolutely not. The movie does not do that. It does not... It would almost... You would almost buy it more from Diego Luna because... Right. Tom Hanks was, quote-unquote, responsible right. for setting him yeah. up with his wife. No, but the reason is that off-screen it's been explained to uh, Kumar Palana that uh, he was, like, this is a noble act by Victor to not get him deported. Did he have to take right. the mop? <laughs> Did he have to take the mop? It's... it's- and then when he puts the and then when he puts the, a, a and then when he puts the mop on the on the tire, <laughs> oh, I was like, "You ain't got the." Oh, but it's the Spielberg touch. It's the little whimsy. Like it's you like, ain't got to put the mop on the tire. No, you don't. No, you don't. And the and it stops just in time so that the mop is just resting on the tire. But also, everyone is so nervous and scared that in my yeah. mind, I'm like, we do realize that nothing in this movie is set up that this is he's about to die, right? Like, yeah. like I, I had no fear of this man no. in this plane at any point. Absolutely no. not. No. But I will say this, Tom Hanks did a good job because he was selling fear. Yes, he Tom was. Tom Hanks had fear in his eyes. Look, but it Hanks- makes the movie more confusing because you're like, wait, I'm supposed to be scared right now? Yo, Tom Hanks is too good of an actor to Correct. do this movie. What were you going to say, Dan? I don't remember. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the end of Kumar Palana. We're not going to talk about but him that anymore. fucking, I'm sorry, just the moment where he screams at him and he goes like, you coward, Victor Navorsky. You yeah. coward. coward. You leave. You, you, you're so close. You're going to leave now. And he screams coward as he walks right, away. Right, like vehemently, like, like viciously. We should say at this point, Kumar Palana's basically just been the guy from the Wes Anderson movie. Right. Yes. Yeah, he didn't really, he's in Duplex. Oh, yeah. Oh, Plays yeah. Indian restaurant. DeVito's Duplex, yeah. Um, yeah, no. this was like a big deal that it was like, oh, Spielberg's putting him in a movie now. And then, uh, yeah, he's just kind of like light and whatever for most of the movie. Even when he talks about trying to stab the cop, he's like, eh, whatever. And now suddenly this like moment, it flips out and it's like, Wait, so it's supposed to be that, like, Victor is his inspiration? Like, Victor is his, like, spirit animal? And it's like, if Victor can't make it to New York, then everything is lost. You're you're trying too hard to make this make no, a No, I'm saying sense. that's where the movie, like, fucking yeah, falls apart. Yeah, I mean, the apart. movie, yeah. uh, guys, I don't even know what they were. Okay. But some of it is The movie's still charming. fun, though. Some of it is charming. Some and of it's a little... Tom Hanks is great. Tom to Hanks me. is quite charming. Yeah. Uh, even though I agree with you that in general, in the first, he's maybe a little too broadly yeah. comic yeah, and he tones it down in the right yeah. way. He's a good actor. He does a good job. There's an idea to this movie of like a portrait of like a community. You know yes. what I mean? Like, and sort of like how the state can exist even where the mm-hmm. state does not exist. Whatever. Right. Yes. Like the, the community is rooted in people. Yes. That might be a good movie, but yeah. unfortunately, I feel like all the little storylines are too cartoonish. They're too, you know, thinly sketched. Like, no one really gets much to do except for big grand moments that don't make any fucking sense. And that aren't earned. Like, and then all the, the big Catherine Zeta Jones stuff is so. Yeah. Ma- Catherine Zeta Jones part makes me the saddest. Yeah. But the thing is, like, when he's about to leave finally, <laughs> and the thing is, this is the thing, Kat- I mean, uh, Zoe Saldana tells him that he can't leave, even before all this, before, yes. before, before, like, trying to stop the plane. Like, Kevin Zeta-Jones tells him, I mean, uh, Zoe Saldana says, you have to get this signed by Stanley Tucci character. Mm-hmm. 
We know this. Stanley Tucci, he goes home. Stanley Tucci says, no, put him on the plane. And at this point, Stanley Tucci has said, like, you're stuck here. Yeah, so you know. As we already mentioned, Stanley Tucci, for no good reason, decides to, to, to ground him in the airport forever, even though Stanley Tucci's previous stated game was to get him out of the airport. Because it would make his life easier. Yeah, because it's not good for him to have a, a homeless man, essentially, living in an airport. Now he's petty. He thinks because he... Uh, is the one who prevented me from getting the promotion I want. I'll keep him here. And then he gets the promotion. Gets the he got promotion, promotion anyway. decides to be meaner. Yes. Then at the end, they're like, for crying out loud, Tom Hanks, what's in the, the jar of peanuts? And he's like, a famous photo of jazz musicians and my dad likes jazz. He Jones on the date. It's, he says it to her on the date. And like, you know, his dad liked jazz music, I guess, or at least liked this photo. But it's, that's what's crazy is you just, I know I've already said this. You already said but, it. Yeah. But you want to make it that like, he buys a jazz album. He listens to it. It's so great that he decides he wants all the autographs. Instead, the way Tom Hanks tells the story is literally like, he saw this photo, these 33 men, and he kept on staring at the photo. Like, he, he was a fan of men. the photo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my thing is, is that, like, so, so that moment happens, and all of a sudden, like, now, now uh, Victor's like, I'm leaving. Right. Now, we've already established he can't leave. Yes. We already know, but now everyone... In the airport, it's like, he's going. Victor's he's like, going. Victor's he's like, and they start giving him all this free giving shit. Giving him presents. Right. We haven't established that these people liked him yet. Yeah, most of them turned him down for a job. Yep. True. And let's also point out that when he was suffering, he had no money. No one wanted to give him anything for fucking free. And now that he's leaving and he actually has autonomy, right. they're like, take some slippers. Yeah. yeah. Take this squishy thing. Yeah. Right. right. Like, and now people we've never seen are like, Victor's leaving? Like, oh, he needs yeah. this, you know, dehumidifier. Take these meals. I don't know. Like, take yeah. these meals. Like, they never offer him meals at any point in the movie. Take this food. Take this food. Right. Oh, you know what? No, I take that back. They did establish why people like him because after he saved um, the guy with the oh, pills. Right. We should right. talk about right. right. so That's probably right. the best right. scene in the movie. Yes. Right? It's okay. There's that set piece in the middle. It, it's okay. It's a pretty good scene. It's one of the, it's one of the better ones. It's, it's a good one scene. Of the be- it's, it's a good scene. Tucci gets called away. I think I'm more annoyed by by its implications, you know, why it makes sure. Tucci mad or whatever. It makes yeah. Then yeah. the scene itself is pretty good. Right. I think the scene in of itself is a good scene. Yeah. Tucci gets called away from when he's meeting with his superiors. They go, this is important. There's a, he's There's a ranting, I think he's Russian. Bulgarian, or Russian. Bulgarian yeah. or something. You know, he's supposed to be related, you know, his language is close enough a to Krakosian. To yeah, yeah. Yes, which is and supposed to be a Balkan state. Krakosian. You know, it's supposed to be like uh, Macedonia or something right. like that. Uh, he's got medication that it's not legal for him to bring to the country. He was supposed to fly straight to Canada for that reason, but the flight got diverted or, right. or shifted, so he's whatever. he's freaking out. How you doing, Ben? Producer Ben? Ben, ben yeah. you all right? Ben yeah, Ducer? Producer Ben? Mm-hmm. Pot- we Laureate? haven't introduced him, but Ben... Have you been drinking water? Yeah. Yeah. I've been barely staying awake, honestly, guys. Well, Mr. Positive? You... Wow. That makes us feel good about the podcast. The Haas, you're pretty close to death right now, it sounds like. No, I'm fine. I just stayed out really late last night. Dirtbag Benny? Yeah. You have a good time, though? Oh, man. It was so fun. The peep? Yeah. The tiebreaker? Mm-hmm. The fart detective? Oh, God. The meat lover? Yeah. Yeah. You, can I just ask you one question quickly? Uh, please do, Griffin. Have you graduated to certain titles over the course of different miniseries? Yes, yes, we have. Like, I don't know, for example, producer Ben Kenobi, Kylo Ben. Mm, that sounds from yeah, I think that's one of them. Ben Night Shyamalan, Ben sure, Sait. Sure. Uh, say Benny thing. Yeah. Uh, Ailey Ben's with a dollar sign. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, and you're doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I had a fun time. Yesterday was the, the woman's march. And uh, I didn't participate, but I just got really drunk. Well, that's how you wanted to show support and celebration. Yeah, so I sort of a hero you are, man. What's that? You're a hero. You're a hero. I know. I do what I can. 
It's fine. You can go back um, to sleep. Don't worry. I'm sorry. No, here, I'll throw out a couple of things. I got a couple of things. You know me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you sound really excited about everything <laughs> you just did. Here we go oh, yeah. with Ben's Ben Bitcoin. is our finest from Crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. All, right. all right. Check it. So um, I love a little touch of the tooch. <laughs> he does love to touch the tooch. I'm this on the record. This is previously established. Oh, no. I'm on the record. I love a little touch of the tooch. In my opinion, this movie needs a touch of the tooch. <laughs> oh, and instead goodness. it has kind of like, you know, like a lot of the tooch. That's one like, of the funniest yeah. things I've ever heard. I love a little touch <laughs> of the tooch. And he said it like we when all was know that it established. Right. I can't even remember oh, when he first know. loved the touch of the tooth. Yeah, it oh was established goodness. in something though that you love. Yo, y'all keep saying the touch of the tooth. <laughs> okay, it's any other points you want to make? Little touch. Oh my goodness. Uh, what else? Um, <laughs> what else? What else? Uh, Tom Hanks. You know what yeah. a treasure. Yes. Yeah. America's golden man. Hot take, Ben. They call him America's dad. That's yeah. his name. Wait, you're telling me you think Tom Hanks is good? <laughs> Is likable and good at his job. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Oh my god! Cool. Wow, great. I agree. All right. Well, that's been. Oh, that, oh, that's that's it. That's Ben's corner. <laughs> yeah, that's. Pr- yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't. Think get we a, I didn't watch the movie, spotlight. guys. So that's why I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit this one out. But well, hey. yeah, because I think Tooch was my best supporting actor winner last year. Yeah. Yeah, and Spotlight. Uh, anyway, touch of the Tooch. Yeah. This, I mean, you always want a little touch of the Tooch. Always, always. Want to touch I mean, you know, yeah. I watch Hunger Games. I'm like. Just a tooch is killing. Mm-hmm. This movie maybe makes the mistake of Too rather giving tooch. you a touch of the tooch, like serving you like sour cream as an entree. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bowl of sour no, cream. Exactly. And you're like, I wanted a side of sour cream. Just, like, just a little touch. Yeah. I want a touch of the tooch. Yeah. Um, All true. This goat scene, they immediately go like, we can't talk to this guy. They go, why don't you bring in a translator? Won't be able to get here for an hour. Oh, Maybe hey. if you have a translator that oh, can be you have a translator? call at any hour, maybe you should have called that in minute five of the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Hanks, they call him Victor Navorsky. He's trying to reason with them. His dad, his dad, his dad. They go, I'm sorry, we can't bend the rules on this. We can't break the law. And Hanks pulls a hero move yeah. and decides to... Essentially say, tells this guy, say you were, it was for an animal. And it's because at this point, Hanks has read up on He's read up on laws. all the immigration yes. whatever He's read laws. up on everything. You've right. been reading. Because we know because Stanley Tucci says it. Yes. He does say it. He Basically challenges says, him. Tell Don't You've show. been reading this. Yes. He challenges him. He intimidates him. He makes him photocopy his hand a bunch of times. True. And then that becomes like his like hero protest poster. Like they True. pulled up. Right, you're right, right. Yeah. That's when they. That's right. when everyone yes, starts. That's loving when it. everyone's like, "Did you hear about this?" Kumar Palana is suddenly converted to the cause of Navorsky. Right. Starts talking about him like he was like saying, "We don't need no stinking badges." Essentially. Right. But yeah. they also yeah. they make him go through the metal detector to prove that he doesn't have a microphone yeah, in which, his butt. Does that fuck him up? Yeah, By probably. the way, they put him through that machine. I was like, first of all. That shouldn't be okay, right? No, like pregnant women aren't allowed to go through like the the, the stand up yeah, one. Like, that yeah. shouldn't be okay. Yeah, and also like the the old trope of people hiding stuff up their butt that lasts for like a couple hours. This guy's been at the airport for months now. Do you think that every night he takes it out and then puts it back in the butt? Yeah, it's like, and you can see him on camera because he lives at the airport. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it should be anyway. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, but I was just saying like this moment of like everyone everyone cheering him on as he leaves. Yeah. Mind you, he, we all know he still can't legally get out of this place. Yeah, and also we all know that you, most of you have not given a fuck about him for nope. months. Nope. Yeah. Um, and then he did, was it, what's the, what's the main cop's name? Barry uh, Shabaka. Barry Shabaka Henley. Henley, who is a great actor. Great character. Yeah. He plays Thurman. I want to point out Barry Shabaka Henley. This is something I just learned. His real name is Barry Joseph Henley. Okay. Took the name, middle name Shabaka from a pharaoh in Egypt's 25th dynasty. 
I don't know why, just, just but because? oh, just it is. Cause like, that, that's cool. Awesome. I mean, wow. Shabaka. That's a, that's a great name. It's a pretty. Yeah. It's a. It, it stands out. Oh, Barry Shabaka no Henley. Yeah. Like uh, anyway, but he's great in like. I mean, I think of him as a Michael Mann guy. He's I amazing in Collateral. Well, here's the thing. The, the, I love the, the, as the jazz club owner. This yeah. and Collateral are both in the same year. Right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Both 04. And yeah. this movie is Tom Hanks has to get past Barry Shabaka Henley to get to so a he jazz can go club. to a jazz club. True. And Collateral is. Jamie Foxx has to take Tom Cruise to a jazz club right. so that he can assassinate Barry Shabaka. Yeah, right. she does for that getting is, a fact about Miles right. Davis wrong. But that is Which the, is insane. <laughs> it is a weird scene. That is the primary job that Tom Cruise has to execute in that movie, right? That's like the main assassination that he's supposed to pull off. Is the Barry Shabaka Henley one? No. That's one of five assassinations. Oh, right. The main yeah. one's the Korean club owner. I just yeah. think it's interesting that those Best two movies are both related to jazz. guys having boom, to get to a jazz boom, club boom. and Barry Shabaka Henley. But Barry Shabaka Henley plays Castillo in Mike, Miami Vice, the Miami mm-hmm. Vice movie. He's in Ali. What else is he in? He's in. He was in uh, something recently. He was in that Flash he was Forward. Uh, Wait, is he in? No, I might be wrong. I was about to say, is he in La La Land? But I might be wrong. Uh, no. Not well. He's not that, he but he's is, in something I've seen in the last right? month. Yeah, he's in something recently. Patterson, Patterson. which he's the uh, the bar yes. owner who's playing chess against good? himself. Great. He's very good. In Great it. performance. Um, yeah. Always good. Just, always you know, good. a nice character actor who's always good. So he's in the first, like, 20 or 30 minutes of this movie a lot yeah. as, like, Tucci's enforcer, right? He's Stanley Tucci's right-hand man. Yeah. You get the sense that over the course of the movie, he's being charmed by Victor's exploits. But mostly just as like, oh, a reality TV show that he's watching. He's watching Hanks on these security monitors. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's watching Woody the Cowboy on these security monitors. Yeah, there monitors, you go. There you go. You know? And they like mention at one point the pool they have going about how long it's going to be before he gets out. January 3rd, he says. Right. And at the end of the movie, oh, they're all walking. Everyone's cheering behind him, right? Everyone's giving uh, Woody uh, these gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Barry Shabaka Henley, the Stops last line him. of defense. Because Corey Reynolds is now... Standing behind him, escorting Hanks. Yeah. He is also a security guard, yeah. and he's escorting Hanks to the exit. True. And Barry Shabaka Henley goes, "Turn around, turn around, Victor." Good, because at this point, Stanley Tucci, Tucci's yelling in his ear, yeah. "Arrest him! Arrest him! Arrest, Arrest him. him!" And it all makes sense why this would be happening. And Shabaka, this this is probably one of the scenes that makes the most sense. This point right here of the line of cops. Yes, Shabaka takes the jacket off of his own back, puts it on. Victor Navorsky, not Woody inter- the Cowboy. Which is interesting because when he took his coat off and put it on Forrest, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, he's the only one with a coat on. Why does he have this coat on? Right. So once he said turn around, I'm like, oh, he has a coat on why. to give it to Forrest. Right. He gives it to Robert Langdon so that, because he says it's cold outside, that <laughs> it's the winter it to Jim he's going to need it. <laughs> Jim Lowell. Now, Lowell. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, so then, yeah. So then Sully Sullenberger finally gets to leave the airport, and he, he says, welcome to America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to a jazz club. Uh, he watches Benny Golson. Wait, great! There's, there's one. There's one part that pissed me off the most. Before we even get to that, please. Tom Hanks is in the car. He sees uh 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 um Ramada in. Like no, not even Ramada. Sorry, he's in. He's in. He's in a taxi, and as he's driving off, Stanley Tucci comes running out. Yes, like he's going to stop him. Comes running uh-huh. out. Stanley Tucci sees him drive uh-huh. drive off, and then he smiles, and he's like, oh, oh Victor. Oh uh, yeah, and I'm like. What? And they go like, "What do you want us to do, sir?" And he's like, hmm, two fourteen is landing in from blank. Uh, we got a lot of work to do." I was like, "Wait, so is he now cool with yeah, Tom who, Hanks?" This guy, he cannot figure out whether or not he loves or hates Hanks, whether he's trying to help him get out or keep him in. Um, and then he goes to the jazz club, and uh, he sees the performance. It's it's a little touching. Hanks plays that scene really well when yeah. he's talking to the guy, and he's so excited to see him. And then you see him walk out of the Ramada Inn. 
He gets into a cab driven by Scott Adzit, mm-hmm. and he goes, where can I take you? And he goes, home. This part made me think of John Braylock. Thank you. John, so John, like John Braylock was in, was it, this is why you're single. And uh, it's how like, to be single. How to be single. Yeah. And it's the exact same moment. The he, woman Braylock gets in the has car. the one fucking great joke in How to Be Single. He does. When we I've saw it, how to be everyone went and, like, that yeah. is the, probably, that line in that movie probably got the biggest laugh when well, I saw it. Well, let's, like, be fair. Like, we saw it in a theater that was, like, one-third Braylock Braylock's friends. friends. Yeah, true. Hey, listen, no one needs to know that. But, but the <laughs> other two-thirds of the audience also they laughed, yeah. burst into spontaneous please applause get to, with us. Get to your point, please. There's a point in the movie yeah. where she's hit rock bottom emotionally, uh-huh. right? Dakota she, Johnson? Yes. Yeah. All three guys that she's been sort of dating all meet and everything explodes and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets into a cab driven by Braylock, and there's like the same sort of like yeah, sure, big sure, crane sure. shot. Yeah. The magical, here's the New York taxi cab driver, yeah. and he pulls up, and Braylock's got like this real light touch, and he goes like, where can I take you? And then she goes like, home. Take me home. And Braylock just turns around and goes, bitch, I don't know where the fuck you live. <laughs> Yo, great, it was like one of the <laughs> greatest. Great I was like, yeah. that's a great line. Also, especially because Bray doesn't curse. Yeah. Like, I had to pay fucking $15 to hear you curse? <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> but, like, especially in a post-Braylock climate, it's impossible to watch that be the final line of the terminal. I know. And be like, well, you just ended but on that's this? Where, you, where you want him to drive you back to Kokosia? Or are you going back to the airport you yeah. just left? Yeah, that's my home. I'm going back. I'm going to live in the airport for another 15 years. Excuse me, guys. Yes. He's going home. He's going home. He to is. Kirkosia. He also does hang out with Benny Golson, watches him play the sax. Yes. He's the is. real musician, one of the only two surviving musicians from that photo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, true. Uh, and uh, then he goes back home. Uh, and then there's really cool credit sequence where everyone's signatures are the, their titles cards. Yeah, and it builds some suspense because as you're going through the cast, you're like, oh man, Who's what's Zoe Saldana's signature going to yeah, look like? Yeah, and I, I love know. Diego Luna's is just a printed name. Yeah. 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 Uh, and like Ch- Chai McBride's is the most elaborate, it's crazy. So like cool. It goes all the way back to the sea it's and then so somehow cool. comes yeah. around to be like an eye. It's great. And Got some it. of the guys like underline their own names, like yeah. Hanks and Tucci. It's like, oh, those are real autographs. Guys, we can't get excited just because of the. The credits. You yeah, look excited. Yeah, you're about those on credits. the wrong podcast. Uh, if you no, know. that's the most exciting part of the movie is the credits. I'll the say credits. This. I saw this movie once in theaters when it came out. It was right after my grandmother had died. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were uh, up in upstate New York where uh, my grandparents lived. Um, and it was like a movie where, like, let's get out, go to the local theater. There's like one, like, two screen theater near my grandparents, what used to be their house uh, before they were dead people. Um, oh God! It got dark. Here we go, buddy. And uh, and we went to see it there with like my mom, and my brother, and it like the movie had already come out and sort of bombed at that point. It had gotten bad reviews, and everyone was just sort of like shrugging it off. We went to see it, and I was like, ah, I think it should just be charming. And I remembered so little of the movie, save for those credits. Like yep. those credits I did remember are the, the credits. thing. First off, stuck in my craw. This movie made two hundred million worldwide. We'll okay, get to, we'll get to the box office game. All right. Okay. I, I own it. Don't remember how I came into possession of it. <laughs> but you do own it. I do own it. Yeah. I don't remember how I got into possession. It's like a monkey's paw. It yeah, showed up I, on your I, doorstep yeah, I got at it. one point. I got it. I don't remember buying it, but I yeah. got it. And the thing is, like, it is not the best. But again, I do like movies that are just randomly happy, whatever you call so these kind of things. Charming. Yeah. So, man, you know. Charming. Um, okay. So we do a game here. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. oh well, no. Go ahead. Do you have another please. point you want to make? Uh, no Oscar nominations. Not even for John Williams' perfectly serviceable score. <laughs> perfectly serviceable. Which is pretty, yeah, usually they'll toss him anything. Right. Half the time the score is like him riffing on a fake Krakosian national anthem yeah. that he made up. And half the time it's just like buttery Spielberg. Yeah, it's yeah, I'd expect this to. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, a little more rudely, does not get an uh 
a production design nomination. Right, that's the one it should it get. It is, is a art very direction. nice yeah, production yeah, design it. job. It won the Art Director Guild yeah. Award. This um, is one of the best sets uh, in recent cinema history. I mean, just uh, the breadth of work. It looks it's real. Impressive. It looks, it real. looks real. Yes, it looks real. I don't know if you want to go for impressive over art or whatever, but it is anyway. Um, yes. So we're going to play the box office game where we try to guess the movies that were numbers one to five at the box right. office. Uh, yeah, oh. just The, the weekend movie... this came out, try to guess the okay, other okay, The movie okay. made 77 mil in America. That's even higher than I remember. You know, it did fine. And uh, 219 worldwide. Okay. Okay. Like you say, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. You know, for Spielberg and Hanks, it's a little low. Yeah, not for them, but you give me one of those movies. (laughs) I won, Ma. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I won. Comes out. Ain't no Griffin Newman vehicle that's done 219 (laughs) worldwide. Comes out June 18th, 2004. Number two at the box office. 19 million is its opening weekend. Now, I think people thought it was going to do like 40 and certainly thought it was going to be number one. I remember distinctly what beat it because it was viewed as like, oh, this is a changing of the guard. If like Spielberg and Hanks are beaten out by this movie, then Hollywood is shifting. Beaten out by a Hollywood comedy that only cost 20 million to make, made 30 million in its opening weekend. I know what it is. I know it's one. uh, 2004. Okay, 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 okay. Dodgeball. Dodgeball, true underdog story. Because do, cause I remember that year because Dodgeball yeah. came out because it was a battle between my friends. Do you like Dodgeball or 40 Year Old Virgin? Because they both came out the same summer. Oh, that's right. Dodgeball came out first, 40 Year Old Virgin. Yeah, came 40 Year Old Virgin end. comes out at the end of the came summer. Came out at the yeah. end of the summer, and it was huge. Yeah. It was huge, and is a much better It's a much better movie. Yeah, I mean, Dodgeball, we're talking about a forgettable movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's true. But it was so it's fun, though. Fun. It was fun and silly. It's, it's got, got some, some good, good stuff. Scenes, I mean, yeah. it's got Jason Bateman. It was so fantastic. Fun. The ESPNH. Oh, eight uh, commentator. Rip Torn's really good. In that. Rip Torn's good, although that he became a little meme. Yeah, yeah Cotton. Who yeah. would have thought Jason Bateman? Yeah, I like that's why it's weird, but so fun. It's entertaining. It's fine. It is, it's it's yeah. a, it's fine. Okay, um, number three at the box office. Number three. Uh, number three is um, a film, the third in a franchise, third film in a franchise. Okay. Uh, the first of these movies in this franchise to come out in the summer. It had been a winter franchise. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Correct. Makes great eight, job. 18, he's good, good at this. Game. He makes yeah. it makes eighteen mil in its third weekend, one ninety total. One of the lowest grossing Harry Potter movies. Which one was it? I think Prisoner it was, of Azkaban. I think it's the number Prisoner one lowest grossing one because, because it was the first time it got dark, right? Yeah, and it's the best one. And it yeah. came out in the I summer, like it. and it just it was you know it wasn't really a summer. The summer was weird for them, and then also like eventually everyone came to terms with the fact that the movies were going to become darker. But like yeah. at the time, people were complaining like. Why aren't they wearing the wizard robes the whole time? That's yeah. not Harry Potter. They have to wear the robes. Yeah, it got so dark. People were like, oh. Yeah, they're no. wearing like dirty clothes. The Number whole four is in its fifth weekend. It is the most successful film of 2004. Uh, Shrek 2. Correct. Wow. 13 mil in its, four, in its fifth weekend. It has made $378 million. Uh, people forget this. At the time of its release, Shrek 2 was the third highest grossing movie, period. Yep. Full Shrek stop. Shrek 2. The top yeah. three movies of all time were Titanic, then Star Wars, then Shrek 2. Wow. And it held on to that for a while. Remember all the great scenes in Shrek 2? Uh, I mean, I remember Shrek 1. Remember Shrek 1? What happens in Shrek 2 again? Uh, well, I went on a rabbit Puss hole with Shrek Boots 2 the other it. day. Yes. Is that Puss in Boots? Or is that Puss in Boots? Is Justin introduced. Timberlake, you know, and he's in the third That's one. That's three. That's three. Shrek the third. I went on a rabbit hole with Shrek 2 the other day because I have a hot take. I think no movie in history has aged more poorly than Shrek 2. Right, because Shrek 2 is loaded with, like, pop culture references yeah. and yes. the crappy throwaway jokes, right? Right, and it ends with, like, Puss and Donkey singing Live in La Vida Loca. Correct, right. See, that's not a problem I have. With, like, Isn't that called Far, Far Away Idol, or is that something else? That's that a they special did? feature on the DVD uh-huh. that they uh, yeah. See, that's the thing is like when you make movies that's so like referenced at the time, it's yes. like you just dated instantly. Yes. I remember a scene where the gingerbread man is like wearing a thong. 
Yes. Yes. And he's he shamed for this. Well, and, yes. And in the second one, there's a big thing where they- <laughs> Even though he's, he's a shamed. gingerbread right. person. They build a, a Mongo who's like the uh, like King Kong version of the gingerbread man. They build like a oh, giant gingerbread yeah, yeah, yeah. man. The ostensible plot of that movie is that Shrek has to meet the parents. It's yes. meet the parents of right. Shrek. Right. And but they don't the, know- the prince, I mean, the king and is And the princess has right. decided to be- a, sh- a Shrek, Shrek. An ogre princess. is yes. the term. Right, right. Ogre. Right. Or Shrek American. Shrek American yeah. or yes. Shrek Far, Far Away. And, and yeah, right. right. And then it turns out the dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. It's a dumb movie. Enough and and then Prince too. Charming who feels gypped because I always forget that gypped has that background and I say it and then I immediately regret saying it. You should it. regret saying mm. it. I always think gypped is J-I-P-P-E-D. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to just get you off of this. Yeah, uh, please do. Please uh, get me out of Number five is a bad movie. Get me out, baby. Number five is a bad movie. Number five is a bad movie. That's it. This is I, bad. I don't. I could give you more clues, but I hate this movie. You hate it. You you got this one, Griffin, because I'm like, yeah, a bad movie that doesn't did a lot. I don't know. You use a gift from it a lot. I oh, <laughs> what is it? When I'm sliding into those DMs, <laughs> I'm doing it like Garfield. Garfield the movie. Oh, the original, the first one, the first one. Yeah, uh, and its second weekend, it's only made forty two mil. Actually, not a huge hit. No. But how did it get a sequel? Well, they just really wanted to tell the tale of two kitties. It also did really well overseas. Uh, it did okay. Guys, I loved Garfield. Like the cartoon growing up, I yeah. loved me some Garfield. There's man. some weird episodes of that cartoon. I the uh, Oh, John is disgusting if you think it's about it. It's a weird it. cartoon. The trailer for Garfield the movie, they set it up as a weird risky business thing. Yeah. Where they go like this summer and they go like dun 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 like they start playing old time rock yeah. and roll and then they go get ready for some frisky business. Right. And there's a moment in Garfield where Garfield slides across the floor. Wearing sunglasses. But in, no, in the movie he's not. Oh, in I the see. trailer they added sunglasses <laughs> to make the joke and, like, track the more. poster is him wearing sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. He and never guess, wears sunglasses in the movie. But Bill Murray sounds great as uh, Garfield. Just wish he had a better Garfield movie. Agreed. But I use the gif, I call it gif field, of Garfield with the sunglasses sliding. Whenever That's I want to make a joke about sliding into your DMs, like Ben, Ben, I can use that Ben, can you groan into the mic right now? Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Slide into those wow. DMs, like uh, all right. Uh, and so no, we did. Wait, I want to add to this. Oh. Have you guys ever seen uh, Garfield minus Garfield? Yes, yeah. it's the best. It is amazing. Wait, I recommend Garfield it to all Garfield? our listeners. It's a comic. It, it, some guy went through Garfield comic strips and just removes Garfield from it, so it's just John Arbuckle as a man with clinical depression talking to himself. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super for, it's surreal good. and and. Absurd and, and it amazing. becomes like deeply profound. I'm about yeah. to look it up right now. It's great. All right. Um, just we're almost done. Yes. But just some other movies in the top ten. If you guys have any opinions on these movies, The Chronicles of Riddick. I like it. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. And I love Vin. It's Very the one Riddick I did, I did movie see I haven't it. seen. Listen, haven't, listen. You haven't yeah. seen it. Chronicles of Riddick is one of the uh, the weirdest action movies ever, but it's I like it. It's some fun D D shit. Like a lot of his weird movies. Yeah. It's some it's, crazy it's, it's, it's fantasy fun. shit. I guess. Yeah. Carl Judy Dench. Oh, yeah, Judy oh, Dench is in it. That's got a weird... Carl Urban's in Carl it, Urban. right? Yeah. Tandy Newton? Tandy Newton, That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Stepford Wives is in there. With I don't Nicole like Kidman. that. Don't like nope, that. Not no, a good no. movie. Don't. Uh, the Day After Tomorrow is in there, which you like. I, like I do not. I, I do like not like it. Do not I like, do not like I it. I think that movie is delicious. I feel like J.J. Hall does acknowledge shit. Yeah. J.J. Gyllenhaal, I bet if he was like to list his movies, he would not say that movie. No, I like the Quaid stuff in it. I just... I like I like the effects. I like some of the weird side plots. I just like the movies... Remember the wolves. I mean, yes. Remember them being out when they have to outrun yo, Frost? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I, no. 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 I agree. No. 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 Like uh, Around the like World it. in 80 Days no. came out this weekend. <laughs> just no. a hard no. Just a hard no to that one. Yeah, with that's Steve a big Coogan. bomb. It came out this Huge weekend. Huge bomb. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Troy uh, is hanging out. I, I liked 
Troy. Have you seen it recently? Does it, I it doesn't, don't. I know it won't age. Doesn't well. Doesn't yeah. age age well at all. I didn't like it at the Isn't time. Isn't that one of those movies where people say the there's a cut that's better? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it is a longer version, but it's also like it's just not. Yeah, yeah right. It's not a good movie. Uh, yeah, you saved, yeah. supersize me, Mean yeah. Girls, Van Helsing. Uh, Van, Helsing? Van Helsing. I remember uh, Van Helsing. I liked Mean Girls. Yeah, Mean Man Girls. Classic. Man on Fire, classic. which is classic. Uh, pretty good movie. Yeah. That's a good Denzel movie. I mean, that baby. movie is like way too long, but still pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's a good Blue movie. Blue Bayou. Excuse me. The Blue Bayou doesn't he keep on talking about the Blue Bayou. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. Blue Bayou. And let's not forget Raising Helen, starring Kate Hudson in a pair of UGG boots, directed by Gary Marshall. Please calm down. You know, rest. R.I.P. Gary Marshall. Yeah. R.I.P. Gary Marshall. He's made great movies, but some, some, some. You know, like look, man. Everybody has good and bad days, man. Yeah. True. Talco. Well, this has been a great day for us. Thank yeah. you so much for. Thanks for having me, show, guys. Man. He's you actually. Really- Awesome to have this, you, man. I'll say this. It, like was, when, it, was, it was a long wait, but it was worth it. Thank you. Really I'm, I'm excited it. to be here. And you know, I've been trying to get on for a while. And I know. I got upset because you guys did um, Terminator 2. And I love Terminator 2. I would have had you on for Terminator 2. I, I love me some Terminator 2, man. Those graphics still hold up. Yeah, they do. Agreed. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have you on again, unquestionably. Yeah, this please, was a real, a real treat and a pleasure. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the wait is worth it. And I'll also say, when we... Uh, we're deciding to do Spielberg. We were like, oh, fuck, we're going to have to do the terminal. Like, right. This There's was, a couple where you're like, just not excited. This was for the that episode, episode we were dreading where we were like, this is just going to be like making it through it. And, yeah. you, and you made this, you made this, I think, a real You know what else I'm kind of dreading? What? Ocean. BFG. Yeah, me too. Man. Oh, I don't want to see the BFG. Mm. It's such a, it's, and I don't know. But it makes me think, like, does the it's BFG short, not work? Can we just make that like 60 minutes long? It's also episode. a bummer note to end on. It's yeah. a bummer that's the last movie we get to talk yeah. about. Is is the is the Ready Player One? Is that not DreamWorks? But that's not out. Well, yet. It's, that's his it's next just movie. not out yet. That's yeah. the problem. You know, I mean, technically, uh, BFG isn't DreamWorks either. Oh. We're doing Spielberg. But we're doing Spielberg. Yeah, makes sense. All right, all right. Okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for being here, Dry. Anything thank, you want to plug you. that's uh, happening uh, four months after yeah, we record okay, this okay. episode? Okay. So by the time this comes out, by the time this comes out, you guys can go on TBS. Uh, I have an episode of the Detour. It's oh, episode yeah. six. Hey, ma'am. Get to play a cop that just chases Jason, Jason, uh, Jason Jones, Jones around for the, the whole movie. What's cool. Jason Jones really like? Actually, dude, he is so freaking nice. Yeah, the thing Canadians, is, man. The, the guy that I was, the, the cop partner I was with, I wasn't the biggest fan of at all. But like, I wonder who that is. I mean, not the biggest fan. And like Jason Jones was so nice. He would like just kind of throw out lines. Yeah. But the guy was older and just kept saying them first. And I remember getting so pissed off. that like, uh, bro, you taking like, all my new lines. Yeah, he was taking all the riff. Taking all my new lines, uh, man. Yeah. It so, was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? I, man, Tom I would Hanks. love I'd be like, Fucking Hanks. <laughs> so you can see that. Uh, 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 at that point, by this point, um, Astronomy Club, our web series, Astronomy Club Presents, should be on Comedy Central, hopefully. Cool. Uh, and it's a sketch show. Three cool. episodes of a sketch show. Watch them because we need those views. Get those views in there. Um, and, yeah, and then hopefully, guys, you know, I have a big movie then or something. Like, you know, maybe an indie yeah. where I get to, like, be a, a recovering, like, I don't know, addict or, like, I'm be a guy who's a sports athlete who's trying to, like, make it for his mom or something. Hey, Let's man. say you have two. Let's say in the yeah. four months between sports when, drama when yeah. and recovering addict out. drama. No, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say you have one indie drama to show your bona fides and you have a big blockbuster. That's yeah. what, that's it's already want. happened, right? right. You're that's in Transformers 6 and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's going out, you know, hopefully the I get to be one of the random black people in Black Panther that's coming out. Like, everyone's in it. It's like, yo! I swear to God, they're good. Yeah, that's the that cast, they're just like, oh, also we added the other guy. It's like, yo, this movie's gonna make money. Yeah, so go see Draw on Black Panther. There. Yeah, uh, hopefully Black Panther, y'all. Of course, listen to Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. Absolutely. And, thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Please mm-hmm. remember to rate, review, uh, subscribe. Do those things. Five stars. All of those things. Five stars. 
Uh, and as always, and as always, uh, the most romantic thing you can ever do is acquire as much knowledge as possible about a person, not use it in any way, and just give them a ring randomly and decide to get married before you've ever spoken to them. He took his head. He took his head. Look, I'm done. Is this being your last episode? <laughs> Why? Because it sounds like you're about to die. I'm not dead, David. <laughs> I just am very hungover, and I only slept a couple of hours. I'm aware. But uh, <laughs> you, so you got more for me there. <laughs> you sound so dead. So <laughs> fuck you, David. Yo, so David, fuck you. I started recording. Great. Jump in whenever you'd like. Put that at the end. All right. <laughs> This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 